Venture 11. It's 33 degrees at DVE. I'm Val Porter. The White House Easter egg roll is this morning, and I'm not sure if they got a ton of snow, but they might be rolling it through the uh, piles of snow there. President Trump and First Lady Melania Trump will host the annual event on the South Lawn. The First Lady's office says about 30,000 children and parents will attend. Two waves of visitors expected to start arriving at 7.30 this morning. Those kids all will get an official commemorative White House Easter egg. Hundreds of people lined the streets of Cambridge, England, Saturday to say goodbye to Stephen Hawking. A hearse carrying the body of the renowned physicist made its way through the university town where Hawking worked most of his life. Actor Eddie Redmayne, who portrayed Hawking in the movie The Theory of Everything, was among the speakers at the funeral. Hawking's ashes will be interred at Westminster Abbey alongside Isaac Newton and Charles Darwin. A Trinity High School grad is getting offers from businesses for an app that garnered a huge award at the South by Southwest Conference this year. Ryan Leckie and business partner Jacob Straka developed an app called Blood Type Bots. It alerts donors to hospitals nearby who are low in blood supply. Washington County team brought home the Student Innovation Award from the Austin, Texas event. A Florida woman who mistook her labor pains for an upset stomach from bad Chinese food ended up with an unexpected side order of a baby. 29-year-old Crystal Gail Amerson woke up in the middle of the night with stomach pains and had to keep running to the bathroom. She thought she'd have gotten some bad general sews. (laughs) Uh, About an hour later, the pains got worse, so she woke up her fiancé and called an ambulance. At the hospital, doctors determined it wasn't the Chinese food causing the pain. It was a baby coming out. Amerson had no idea. A Chinese baby. <laughs> she was approximately 37 weeks pregnant. Her healthy baby boy was delivered about an hour later. She says she never felt any symptoms associated with pregnancy. She did notice she put on a little weight, but didn't think much of it. She already has one child and says her first pregnancy was also very easy. Doctors say it is possible to be pregnant without realizing it, but it's still unusual that she wouldn't have felt any kicks from the baby. Yeah, TLC had a whole show about it. Right. I was obsessed with it. I didn't know I was pregnant. I'm like, how do you not know? I knew, I've told the story before, I knew a couple that they, she didn't know. She had a baby when she was on the toilet. And, and they named the kid John. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. True story. <laughs> I don't know how you don't know. Uh, I mean, like you don't have one symptom. You got to be a bigger girl, right? Well, like a little bit bigger. I would think. Yeah, this is probably not going to happen to Natalie Portman. But mm-hmm. they women continue to have like periods. So that that part like is goofy. I don't know. Yeah. Or, or at least something enough resembling it where they think like, like whoa. It's whoa. Bi- yeah, business as usual. God, I got some heartburn from that General Sows. It's it's got a real kick to it. <laughs> Right in the abdomen. (laughs) There is a new number one movie in the U.S. and Canada. The Steven Spielberg sci-fi fantasy Ready Player One earned just over $41 in North America in its first weekend in theaters. It also brought in $128 million overseas, coming in second, the debut of Tyler Perry's Acrimony, which sold just over $17 million worth of tickets, which is nothing really. Rounding out the top five, Black Panther, I can only imagine in last weekend's top movie, Pacific Rim Uprising. But he, like, does his own movies, and it probably cost him $5 million to make that movie. And it's it was gonna- filmed, part of it was filmed here. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Acrimony. Yeah, because yeah, I, I saw the trailer. I'm like, that's the point. Oh, really? In the trailer. 
Oh, I see. Now, I, I'd never even heard of the movie until I saw one commercial for it, like, starts tomorrow. And I'm mm-hmm. like, really? A Tyler Perry movie that I didn't see any commercials for? Um, and it also sounded like the title of a Prince song that I'd never heard. <laughs> Acrimony. <laughs> <laughs> More Bruce Springsteen releases are being remastered and reissued for a new vinyl box set. Bruce Springsteen, the album collection, volume two, 1987 to 1996, will be available May 18th and includes four studio albums, two EPs, and a double uh, double LP live album. The set includes studio albums Tunnel of Love, Human Touch, Lucky Town, and The Ghost of Tom Joad, plus EPs Chimes of Freedom and Blood Brothers. And the live album in concert MTV Unplugged, MTV Plugged. Uh, the package also includes a 60 page book featuring rare photos. And again, that's available May 18th. Finally, according to Ranker.com, here is a rundown of the top 10 coolest actors ever. Number 10, John Wayne. Oh, yeah, the Duke. Robert De Niro. Harrison Ford, Sean Connery, Jack Nicholson. Uh, uh, much higher than that. Number five is James <laughs> Dean, Paul Newman, Steve McQueen, Tom Hanks. Is like one of these things is not like the others. I lost to Tom Hanks with those guys. Uh, and Clint Eastwood, number one, according to Ranker.com. I mean, wow. I always think of Tom Hanks in Big. And yeah, the, yeah. that's the Tom Hanks I think of. So it's like not that's not a cool guy yeah. like the rest of those dudes. Yeah, like all these guys have played action movie roles and tough guys, and he kind of just doesn't really fit in with that. I always marvel at James Dean's career because he's just such a, a an icon. If you go to Hollywood, he's on the the side of every building, it seems like. He did three movies. Three. Giant, East of Eden, and Rebel. And they're all it's great. Cr- it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, he was... Brilliant actor, but it's just, it's it's crazy. I would put Paul, Paul Newman was mm-hmm. on that list, yeah. Yeah, like you don't think about Tom Hanks getting laid. I would think about, you know, the rest of our guys. generation, it would have to be George Clooney would be ahead of Tom Hanks, Brad yeah. Pitt. Probably, yeah. Yeah. And any of those kinds of guys are ahead of Tom mm-hmm. Hanks. But, you know, Tom Hanks is bankable, great actor. Great actor. Just not like somebody you think of as like, Gets the girl in the end. Right. Clouds and sun after the <laughs> snow ends today. Mid-40s for the high. It is 32 at DVE. Penn sent a message against the Capitals. It is going to be pretty cold for opening day. We'll hear from uh, Bob Dunning uh, uh, a little bit later on this morning. And also, Chelsea Handler is going to be giving us a shout at 9.15. She's going to be performing at the Benningham Center on Wednesday night. Jason Mackey will talk about those uh, aforementioned Penguins. And I hope everybody had a good Easter this past weekend. Yeah, it was I, nice. Uh, yeah, so you were uh, you guys got back into town. You were off last week. You got back into town for Easter. Yeah, we got into we got we got back Saturday night late, so we didn't really do much yesterday for Easter. Just in time for the Easter Bunny to uh, visit. Yep. Sunday morning got made it just under the wire. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, we 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 had a visit from the Easter Bunny, and my my family is is away mostly, so. We just hung and we're kind of jet lagged the whole day. Oh yeah, yeah. I was up in Erie uh, and uh, you know hanging out up there. the uh, The amount of mass possibilities, boy, you get a lot of them now. A lot of different options. Did you a lot go of Saturday showings? night with your mom? No, I didn't. She didn't get back into town until late Saturday night. Mm. So my dad instead wanted to watch basketball, which I was okay with. Sure, and, uh, and go to dinner. 
So okay. he's recovering from hip surgery, so you know, I had to kind of take him around and everything. But I do find it remarkable. Every time I get my dad in the car now, I just put on the 50s channel, you know, listen to like 50s mm-hmm. music. And Some he basically doo-wop. It immediately puts him back to when he was a kid, and he just starts telling stories of when he's a kid. And every time he tells me something, there's always stories I've never heard before, and they're horrific. Like, I'm wondering how many more there are to go. This oh, they're time, not feel good. They're, no, they're this like, time was, he was like, you know, it was like, ooh, ooh, earth angel. And he's like, oh, this song reminds, reminds me of the time that that guy got his legs cut off by the train. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, oh. What story is this? He's like, yeah, I mean, it was brutal. And we were just playing ball. And then somebody comes over and goes, hey, this guy got his legs cut off uh, by a train. So we run over and there he is. Cut in half. I'm like, is this a real story? <laughs> Are you thinking of Stand By Me? <laughs> this uh, song makes me think of Back to the Future. At this point, I think my dad sees movies and thinks it happened to him because there's just too many of these kinds of things that are popping out. <laughs> like, that didn't happen. Yeah. Oh, boy. This song. Whew. This song reminds me of that time me and my buddy. We were great poker players. Anyways, my buddy Worm is in jail. Dad, this is the movie Rounders. No, it's not. Anyways, Worm comes out of jail and needs a big score. We now return you to the live Mike Tomlin press conference in process. Good afternoon. As many of you know, uh, Peter Cottontail suffered a high whisker sprain and dislocation of the left paw. Uh, I just spoke with his agent, and he is likely to be put on injured rabbit reserve. Will he be able to go on Sunday? Uh, I'm afraid that's a negative. Uh, we are desirous that before he resumes light work, he is at least hippity-hop capable. Uh, next question. Coach, do you know what happened to the Easter Bunny? Uh, I saw what you saw. Uh, you saw what I saw. Uh, we saw what we saw. We watched it from a seesaw. Coach, could you elaborate on that? I'd be glad to. Uh, it appeared on the tape that uh, as he was hopping down the bunny trail, uh, he developed a hitch or a hippity in his hop midway through, which ultimately le- left him uh, vulnerable for a dirty hit by Indama Kong Su that disjointed the hair in motion. Uh, somehow in the scrum, uh, his foot was cut off. Which I've been informed is good luck. What do the doctors say about Cottontail's likely return date? Uh, I, I, I spoke with the veterinarians, and they believe uh, he could be doing a long egg toss as early as next week. and He could be basket capable as soon as the end of the month. But that's after Easter. Who's going to replace the Easter bunny? Yeah, who's going to bring Easter baskets to all the little boys and girls? Uh... Uh, right now, that's a two-man battle between Bruce Gratkowski and Landry Jones. We've got a week to find out who will don the ears on Sunday. Which one are you leaning towards? Well, Bruce is peep capable. He's good with grass. He throws the egg hard. Landry on the other paw is basket friendly. He works well with Wicker. He hides the basket well and play action, which we desire. He makes no apologies for that, and I make no apologies for him or his lack of apologetic inclination in regard to his camouflage capabilities where basket concealment is concerned. Huh? Happy Easter. DVE Sports. Mike, proceeded with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show and uh, typical Pittsburgh weather for your home opener. 
Yeah, take me out to the ball game, Randall. Uh, Sports is all brought to you by Xfinity X1. Take me out to the ball game, and when you get there, break up the Buckos, who opened things at PNC Park this afternoon as one of four undefeated teams in Major League Baseball after the regular season opening weekend. The White Sox are 2-0. Washington is 3-0. Milwaukee's 3-0. And the Pirates, believe it or not, are 3-0 after winning three games in Detroit, uh, three different styles of game, two of them yesterday. How about they're already uh, owners of a day-night doubleheader sweep? Yeah. Can beat, they can beat you 13-10. They can beat you one nothing, Randall. 13-10 in controversial fashion. I'd like my accomplishments all up front, please. So far, so good for Clint Hurdle's team. Yesterday, uh, the controversial game you're mentioning was uh, the opener, which was bumped back to Friday, and uh, a play at the plate in the 11th inning initially called safe and Tigers win, and then replay reviewed into a play-on situation. That's what I hate the most about replay. There's a play, a call is made, everybody celebrates, and you stand around for 10 minutes, and you find out, no, the game is not over yet. I, I, they got it right, I think, but I think I'm willing to live with them getting it wrong once in a while if it means games end on a play, not everybody standing around waiting for a signal. Yeah. I just can't imagine being at that stadium in that situation. That's got to oh, be. That would have been off. That's got to be infuriating. But that's uh, the system they have. Yesterday, uh, a couple of more. The Pirates win one nothing in the early game, and uh, eight to six in the nightcap. They're going to hit the ball. I think. The question is, how well will they pitch it? And yeah, some of the guys pitched it okay. Some hey. some did not. It's early. <laughs> we'll see if uh, Jameson Tyone... That can be enough. Okay can be enough. Yeah. I mean, and again, the bar on this team is just don't be fall off the table crappy, right? Right. Everybody's going to be okay if they're around the 75-80 win mark, I think. Nobody, I, I shouldn't say okay, but nobody's expecting 95 wins in a division championship, right? If you are... You just haven't been paying attention to what we've done to improve the team in the offseason. <laughs> Jameson Tyone against Lance Lynn today, 105. Anybody going? No. 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 Okay. Well, I would love to. Nothing. I would love nothing more than to go have beers I would love to. in, I can't in the f- afternoon. I can't find anybody that wants to go. <laughs> really? Yeah. I was going to take my steps on, but then he had a work thing developed at... Uh, you're going to put your snowsuit on and head down to the ballpark. Yeah, it's supposed gonna... to be like 50 degrees. Yeah, gonna... it won't be snowing by the time it fine. comes around. Yeah. Awesome food. Won't there be piles of snow in the stadium, though? Well, I mean, the... where are they going to put it all? Bill it snowed four just talking inches. about this. They spent all night. We're taking it to Seven Springs. That's we right. Yeah. to you again. Yeah, plenty of snow in Seven Springs. <laughs> yeah, they worked on it overnight, so who knows? If it's going to be that hot, it'll all just melt. Yeah, no, I asked around a couple people, and I got the same reason. Eh. No thanks. Well, hey, once they're uh, you know fifteen and zero, you're going to have a hard time getting tickets to see That's them. Right? Better line up at those windows now and right. buy the games in August and September that are really going to matter. They're showing all the food on TV right now at PNC Park. I mean, you can't turn on at the local station without seeing food at PNC Park. So I mean, yeah. unless you well, turn they're going to have food again, unless you turn on the station that uh, has the video of Evgeny Malkin melting down. <laughs> all he needed was a 
shoe and a table to bang it on. He's like a kid who hadn't found his Easter basket yet. Ended that uh, 3-1 Caps victory <laughs> over the Penguins. Uh, yeah, the Pens lost to the Caps 3-1 uh, to last night, and yeah, they seeded the Metro Division Championship. But if Kenny Malkin felt like they got their point across nonetheless. And here come the Capitals. Burakovsky avoids Castle. What the? Huh? Oh, I got the wrong uh, bar up here, cuz. Hang on a second. Vamp for me, would you please? Uh, sure, I'll vamp for you. Last night, Evgeny Malkin showed that he can yell in Russian. And uh, He can. He's he- incapable, though, of doing like a threesome in a fight. Somebody else gets involved. That's uh, that's one too many. Yeah, he didn't, uh, and that's what that's what really set him off was uh, not so much what was going on between Malkin and T.J. Oshie. It was that uh, Malkin's countryman Evgeny Kuznetsov wanted to get involved when it really wasn't his place. No, I'm, I'm said he start talk to me because I'm uh, I'm busy. Like I'm like uh, you know I'm like start like like uh, Osha, like like grab my neck. You know I'm like. It's like it's like it's like a little bit tough for me, and he's like stay like like here, like right to like my shoulder, and like speak to me. I'm not understanding like what's going on, and uh, I'm understand what he said, and uh, it's like I think it's not right. <laughs> oh, that's the greatest. Bakaitis, learn f in English. Uh, three I'm one busy. Th- three one caps. <laughs> Excuse me, like I'm busy, you know. Caps won a division, but the Penguins. Got the uh, word across to Washington. That is. We we send message like we we're ready to play like playoffs like maybe second round you know like like uh, we I think we we have a great game but uh, but uh, I, I'm I'm glad what we show like the last three minutes you know like we we not, we not stop play you know like uh, we show like uh, we're ready to play like uh, if we if we meet meet each other in the playoffs. Like the like, if we play the first round though, and they like try to play us at, at also the the first round, it's be like, dude, I'm like busy. I'm busy. Dude, <laughs> we're like playing another team right now. Got, uh, oh my god! We play Columbus. We, we play Washington. I don't understand what's going on right now. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm busy. Again, Which one? I'm busy. Dude, I'm busy. No, I'm, I'm said he start talk to me because I'm uh, I'm busy. Like I'm like you know. I'm, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. Like I don't know what like is going on. You know. That was pretty intense stuff. It was a meltdown. Oh, he was going crazy. <laughs> no, I mean the, the game before. Oh, the game, yeah. before the circus at the end. That was. Mm. Uh, I think both teams were trying to send a message, and uh. I think they both probably got it. Yeah. So if it's Caps Pens again, it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, NCAA basketball tournament concludes tonight. Villanova advanced past Kansas on Saturday, ninety-five to seventy-nine, and Michigan sent Loyola of Chicago and. Sister, Sister Jean, Jean uh, back to wherever it is that uh, they came from. Probably Chicago, I'm guessing. If the name of the school is Loyola of Chicago. That's a good guess, Mike. Uh, 69-57. So it's uh, Michigan against Villanova tonight, 920 for college basketball's national championship. <sighs> you going to watch? You got to hate watch this Probably one, right? Probably not. That's kind of late. Too much to bear? No, nah, that's not. that doesn't have anything to do with it. Just can't watch Michigan win it. Correct. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna either. But but I don't want to see it. I don't want to see them go up two nothing. 
I don't. <laughs> I just want to find see him out. Have one I mean, I'll be doing joy. something else and checking the phone and you know, kind of looking but not looking. I mean, Villanova administered a beatdown. So they have had five excellent games in the tournament, and the one game that they couldn't make their threes, they were smart enough to just start going inside, and they they uh, wanted the free throw line. Uh, they're versatile enough. Uh, they are. Michigan's playing great, and. You never say never in this tournament. Uh, but Villanova is really firing. So we'll see. Hopefully Jay Wright's got his most expensive suit ever <laughs> to be ready to be on display as national champion tonight. Got to win it for Albie, right? Uh, you don't got to. You should. Well, I hope they do. Can I yeah. say that? Okay, much? there you go. I hope they win it for whomever they'd like to win it for. Just as long as Michigan doesn't win. Yes. It's like I'm busy, you know. It's I like am <laughs> trying to watch a game. I don't know. Isn't it cute when the Russian guys act like they're going to fight? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, and what what's the rule there? Like, if he would have come back on the ice, it would have been a suspension? No, I don't know. Who knows? Just see, Tagliani was almost laughing. <laughs> The guy from the Penguins was going to help him down the runway. He cracked a little smile and then caught himself, probably knowing he was on TV. Like, relax, Gino. Yeah. Malkin against Kuznetsov's not exactly Balboa. No. And uh, Ivan Drago. No. <laughs> I, I got a lot on my plate here. and uh... It's like I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> Val's got news coming up top of the hour. What do you got? Uh, well, since it's the home opener for baseball uh, here for the Pirates, we're going to talk, talk about the highest grossing baseball movies of all time. Mm. Jason Mackey talks uh, pens and uh, how busy Malkin is. <laughs> also, Chelsea Handler joining us at 915. We'll also hear from Bob Nutting, TV Bob Nutting. On this, the home opener for them buckos. A little snow on your way to work this morning. It's actually pretty. It's a pretty snow. I don't, the city anyways doesn't seem to be, around here didn't seem to be roads, yeah. snow-covered roads, just enough to Wet. Make, make it look pretty on your drive-in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, you'll be contending with that, just FYI. All right. All that stuff coming up and more on DVE. It is the DVE Morning Show. We'll have Chelsea Handler later this morning on the show. She'll be at the Benham Center Wednesday, April 4th, and uh, also Jason Mackey will be joining us to talk about the Penguins. How about... By the way, the fact that there's so much comedy this week. Yeah, Chelsea Handler on Wednesday. And then Billy Burr. Billy Burr. Old Billy Freckles. Coming into town. And uh, he'll be here Friday night for two shows at the Benham Center with our friend Joe Bartnick. So Joe's in town this week. Joe will be hanging out in studio. Oh, that's awesome. And then the great Ian Bagg is at the Improv. What? So Ian will be here on Wednesday, I believe, to hang out with us for a couple of days, like Wednesday and Thursday of this week. Fantastic. So you got your your pick of uh, great comedy this week here in Pittsburgh. Here's Ian Bagg on the show. Uh, Ian Bagg. Now, uh, how is your, what's your citizenship status? Are you an American resident or like citizen? I'm or? a green, I'm green carded. You're green carded. I was deported at one point. What happened? Uh, I had a lawyer that was horrible. Uh, <laughs> he put my name as Ian Bragg. Uh, he, <laughs> 
No. He said I was a scientist. <laughs> what? I had that lawyer for 12 years. I was on an O-1 visa for 14 years, and on I switched lawyers, and this guy was great for 12 years, and then all of a sudden he just, I don't know what happened, had a bad week or something like that. <laughs> and he filled up. And he also didn't even put in who was sponsoring me. He put me as my own sponsor. So I was a, I was a Canadian sponsoring a Canadian into the country. I'm actually surprised. But it's so funny because you hear about being deported like somebody showed up my door and there was all no i got a letter can you leave the country by this date <laughs> really and send us and uh, send us a photocopy of your plane ticket on the day that you leave oh, that's really passive aggressive oh so passive aggressive <laughs> <laughs> i was like i i, and I, I it was 2010 and i went to the olympics in vancouver and i left uh like i went for i was like oh, i'll just go to the olympics for a week and then i'll be back and everything Six weeks later, I'm still in my parents' house yelling at everybody. I'm like, <laughs> just like, I was supposed to be working. We've missed money. Money's going out. So it took, it took eight weeks. And it was funny. My wife, who, my wife the, now, at the time, we just started living together. And then I got deported. She's like, who are you? <laughs> I'm what a scientist, you yeah. Ian Bragg. <laughs> yeah. I'm the scientist, Ian Bragg. And you, my friend, have a fever. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Rod Stewart, Maggie May. That's one of those songs where it just says, wake up, Maggie, and then the song's called Maggie May, but the chorus doesn't have, you know, Maggie, I couldn't have tried, I guess. Mm-hmm. But does he ever say Maggie May? I don't, I'm not sure. It's implied. So. No, it's not implied. It's only from the title. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could be Maggie Berkowitz, for all we know. <laughs> could be Ma- Maggie anything. Any Maggie, really. Right. So somebody came up with Maggie May, but boy, that one stuck. What a great song. What an unbelievable singer. And I didn't realize he really pissed people off when he uh, went disco. Yeah. He was one of the sure. guys. People got pissed at him for going disco. They're like, you're supposed to be, you know, you're supposed to save us from this. Now that I understand. Because I could see like how you would just be pissed at the change of genre. Uh, you know, Bob Dylan going electric is a little bit harder for me to get. Right. From the folky standpoint. He's still doing the same kind of music. Pete Seeger's behind the stage while he goes electric trying to chop the electrical uh, outlets with a, an axe. All the power cables going to the stage. He's so pissed at Bob Dylan. But I think everybody saw Rod Stewart as just being lazy and tried to cash in. He had so much money. Do you know how much money Rod Stewart had? No. He still has, as a matter of fact, because he's made all that Vegas money. He owned a soccer team for a long time, and he was so good. Like, if he was a little bit taller, he would have played professional soccer. Really? Also. Were his fans pissed that he bought a soccer team? No, they didn't care about that. They only cared about the disco, from what I understand. People were pissed about the disco. The do you think I'm sexy? Ooh. Did not go over well. Val's got your news when we come back. What are you talking about, Val? Uh, since it's uh, opening day, home opener for the Pirates, we're going to talk about the top grossing baseball movies of all time. Good deal. I was not mad when Val went disco. I saw it as a as a necessary... <laughs> branching out. Branching out in her ouvoir. Jason Mackey talks. Penguins a little bit later on this morning. Chelsea Handler will join us at 9.15. She's at the Benham Wednesday. <laughs> Favorite accent, Val? You like I would have said Spanish or Italian, probably. When you Whoever say Spanish, are you talking like Javier Bardem? Yeah, Antonio Banderas. Did I say that wrong? Cheech Marin. Yeah. <laughs>
It makes you feel better all the time. Brandy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. Well, I hope everybody had a great Easter holiday. How'd it go, Val? It was good. We had uh, Easter with Tim's family on Saturday. Good stuff? Yeah. What'd you do? Awesome food. Easter egg hunt? Ate a lot. Kids did an Easter egg hunt. I meant what'd you do food? Oh, you know, the typical ham. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of ham. Love typical ham. Did you have Parma? No, because I was up in Erie. I had a Smith's ham, which was awesome. I uh, did brunch with my mom. Had had a big uh, dinner with my dad the night before. But beautiful. Uh, oh yeah, it was uh, it was outstanding, and um, uh, it was great. My mom's house. She's got the Alexa now. You know, she does that Amazon thing. She loves it, and she's probably listening right now on the Alexa. Because she just tells it to listen to WDVE Pittsburgh and it pops up. And if that's the case, <laughs> I want to just tell her, Alexa, Alexa, block WDVE. <laughs> block it. <laughs> um, my mom put it on the table. She is now, it's her best friend. She said when she comes home, she's like, hi, Alexa, I'm home. And it's like, hi, Nancy. How was your day? I'm like, does it really? I'm like, are you for wow, real doing that? She's creepy. like, yeah. And then I'll be like, what's the weather going to be like? And it tells me. She's like, I love it. And I'm like, mom, you're living in a Black Mirror episode. It is. Like that's she's not going to start putting a wig on this thing, is she? <laughs> well, let me tell you something. My my nephew Will, who's a, who's a comic genius, uh, sat down with the uh, Alexa and immediately looked at it and said, Alexa, can you fart? And it farts. It goes. <laughs> it farts. And, and all different farts. It keeps farting. So he kept asking it to fart, and different farts came out of it the whole time. So the joke didn't get old because the farts changed. And I mean, we all had tears. We're just sitting there, <laughs> like laughing uncontrollably, because the joke really didn't get old. Because you think it's gonna, like, okay, dude, stop with that. <laughs> but the farts kept changing, and it always played different farts, but it won't burp. Huh. We're like, Alexa, burp. Because she's a lady. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but she'll light these like seven second long, strung out farts. <laughs> Go on. It was like a lady. Let me tell you something. That's good. That's good fun right there. Seeing a five year old kid funny. laughing at farts for an hour <laughs> during your Easter brunch. <laughs> Alexa, can you fart? Hopefully, this is setting off Alexa's all over town right now. Yeah. Alexa, fart. Do they have to recognize your voice? No. So anybody can... Anybody can order her around? Yeah, and the other thing he did, he goes, Alexa, play Smells Like Team Spirit, because he loves uh, Nirvana. And he's like, play Smells Like Team Spirit. And she's like, I don't see that in your uh, Amazon catalog. Would you like to buy it? And he's like, yep. (laughs) Bing! Starts playing. Now, I'd have to program that so that she couldn't just be bossed around by anyone. She'd have to be obedient to me and me only. She's not. She is not. What if you have kids and they just start buying stuff on Amazon? Well, didn't that happen? That they want that to happen. Like right when it came out? Yeah. My older sister, I was telling her about it in Chicago, and she said her husband got one at a golf tournament and like as a you know giveaway, and he set it up in the bedroom. She's like, get this thing out of here. I think it's creepy. <laughs> and so he's like, no, I love it. And, you know, and then he just took a stand because she didn't want it. He's like, no, we're keeping it. And then, my, and then her oldest daughter came in the room. 
also not a fan of it. And she said, Alexa, order me the... Um, uh, a new coach purse. No, it was uh, basically, it was some um, flask that the kids had been using that looks like a tampon box or something oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. She's like, Alexa, order me this, the flask that looks like a tampon box. And it's like, bing, and the credit card thing popped up on my sister's phone. And she's like, son of a... And then how do you, you got to go on, I guess, Amazon.com. Dispute the charge. Yeah. And then my mom showed me that Amazon or Alexa keeps a list of all the questions that you've asked. So there were 50, will you farts? Like <laughs> on separate lines, like, will you fart? 1045. Will you fart? 1046. Will you fart? 1046. And she never loses her cool. She just Alexa? obeys and farts. Yeah. Okay, occasionally she says, I think you're asking for flatulence or flatus, which is an expulsion of gas from the intestines. <laughs> which I will do for you now. Yep, that's what I'm asking for. They were the longest farts. And like it was just I cannot even tell you how funny oh it is. Oh my gosh. So you know, if for no other reason, it might be worth Fun giving all of your personal information to Amazon just to hear that <laughs> sure. thing fart. <laughs> What you got going on over there, Val? Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. It's 11. It's 32 degrees at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Well, the credit card information of more than 5 million customers of Saks Fifth Avenue and Lord & Taylor was stolen in a major secu- security breach. This one I don't have to worry about. Uh, the owner of both chains posted a statement Sunday saying they became aware of the data security issue involving credit data uh, and that they want to assure customers they'll not be held liable for fraudulent charges that may result from this matter. They're encouraging people to keep an eye on their uh, credit card statements. A Cottlesville man is facing additional charges after jumping into a river while trying to escape arrest. The interesting thing about it is police handcuffed Sean Price Saturday for allegedly stealing over $400 worth of hams, which gave him the nickname the Hamburglar. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) The arrest became a rescue mission, though, after Prince jumped into the Yawk River. After being pulled out, he was treated for hypothermia, then released from the hospital he is now in the Fayette County Prison. Was he a, draped in hams? <laughs> that, that's a tough one to tell the, your cellmate. What are you in for? Ham. Ham burglary. How would you steal for you would just have to pile the cart full of hams and run out the front yeah, what, door? I mean, you, you couldn't carry them in your arms. I mean, unless you're wearing MC Hammer pants. What, how? <laughs> Maybe, may, well, I mean, maybe it was like the Lufthansa heist in Goodfellas, and they, they, he, you know, lifted all the hams before they got to the distributor. Could be. Yeah, yeah, they knew the like the night Crates. watchman or something, something like that. Yeah, maybe so, those hams fell off the back of a truck. I don't know, but uh, people are in demand of hams, and buying a stolen ham is something my dad would have done. <laughs> Back in the day, without a doubt. I mean, how big of a discount are we talking here if you buy a ham on the black market? They're, well, they're, they're probably, not really that expensive. They're 30. Well, I guess it depends on how big it is, but they can be 30 bucks probably. Yeah, I told you. We used to have, we called them dumpster Debbies, little Debbies that my dad would buy from his friend out of his trunk. People now make, they live that way. Freegans. The stuff when it hits the expiration date yeah, and the stores throw them out. Yeah, they toss them out. out. Yeah. My, well, my dad was a freegan back in the day. <laughs> he was ahead of his time. But he paid somebody to do it for him, I guess. 
Uh, today, the Pirates' home opener against the Minnesota Twins. Gates to PNC Park will be open at 11 a.m. Pre-game festivities beginning at 12.30. And I will be at Station Square from 10.30 to 12.30 today to promote the Gateway Clipper shuttles to PNC Park if you want to avoid all the traffic on the north side. And it being, I don't know if people are in a baseball mood. I mean, it's it snowed four inches last night. So um, I can't believe it was four inches. I, it was three to four inches at our house piled up on the fence. I had absolutely yeah. no idea it was going to snow, and I came down this morning, and I like looked outside like, what month is it? Is it right. uh, did supposed I, to be spring? You know, like, like where you check yourself and think, like, did I forget it's winter? <laughs> it's still winter. Holy cow. Uh, the Rap.com put together a list of the highest grossing baseball movies. Number one, any guesses what you think. Number one, highest grossing <clears throat> A League time. of Their Own. Yes. Mm. I was going to say I'm Major I'm surprised League. you guessed that. Well, it had a lot of stars in it. It was, uh, a, it was a big budget. $107.5 million. And it was kind of recent. 42 with Chadwick Boseman earned $95 million. Number three is Moneyball. Whoa, Chad, that 42? Wow. Earned I that much money. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm not even in the ballpark. No pun intended. Uh, that's followed by The Rookie with Dennis Quaid. Field of Dreams is number five. Benchwarmers, Rookie of the Year with what? Thomas Ian Nicholas. Bull Durham is number eight, earning 50.8 million angels in the outfield. Uh, and then number 10 is Major League. Speaking of a league of their own, The Hollywood Reporter says Amazon Studios is developing a TV series based on the 1992 film. The streaming service and Sony Pictures Television are developing the project as a half-hour comedy. A picture directed by Penny Marshall and starred Tom Hanks, Gina Davis, and Madonna. And the movie was about the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League of the 40s. Arnold Schwarzenegger is recovering from open-heart surgery. The 70-year-old actor and former governor's representative said the procedure went well. He is currently in stable condition. That surgery was done to replace Schwarzenegger's pulmonic valve, which he originally had replaced in 1997 to correct a congenital heart defect. The valve regulates blood flow between the heart and the lungs. Wow. Well, is he on roids? Because <laughs> I feel like he was definitely on roids. Out of doubt. I can't believe he's 70. Yeah. Finally, television writer and producer Stephen Bochco is dead. TMZ reporting he passed away over the weekend or after a years-long battle with leukemia. He was 74. Bochco, the man behind Hill Street Blues, Doogie Hauser, and L.A. Law, also NYPD Blue, and some other shows from the early 70s through the 2000s. His last writing credit was the drama series Murder in the First. Bochco's work landed him 10 primetime Emmy Awards. Clouds and sun after that snow melts off mid-40s today. It's 32 at DVE. You know, if you went to, to Easter Mass in uh, Pittsburgh yesterday, if you went to a Catholic Mass, you know, they have that the newspaper, the Pittsburgh Catholic newspaper. And uh, the Jesus they had on the cover, Bill, take a look. A rare sighting of Jesus' teeth. You don't usually oh, wow. see yeah. a smiling uh, Jesus yeah. like with the pearly whites. Not a toothy uh-uh. smile, no. usually. And doesn't it kind of, they got a Barry Gibb. Yeah. Looking, uh, looking Jesus mm-hmm. on the cover. It, it was uh, pointed out to me, and I hey. saw it like, hey, you don't normally see Jesus' teeth. And he's right. got perfect teeth, great teeth uh, in this picture. And it does look like a, a BG more than sure. G- like typically when you see the Jesus pictures, they're more like impressionist era, like sort of like 
They look like a Rembrandt. And if they are, if he is even smiling, it's just a little, little turned up. It's, it's not like it's not teethy. Right? It's not no. a toothy smile. It's not a say cheese. Right. And then we thought like the Bee Gees thing was m- maybe apt because you know like staying alive, big hit, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you just don't usually see that the the toothy smile, Jesus. I, I like it. It's a new direction. Just. Show those uh, choppers. You don't usually see biblical era teeth. Something uh, not usually. Something of note. How is your? I think uh, their teeth were probably in horrible condition. That's my point. Yeah, is I don't think they had good uh, hygiene, dental hygiene. No, back there then. was no Aspen Dental back then. Probably not. Did you? Uh, did you have a, a good Easter with the girls, like uh, chocolate consumption wise? We did. We yeah. did. We we had uh, the Easter Bunny came over and hid some baskets for the girls, and they woke up Sunday morning, found the baskets, and then uh, ate all the chocolate. Oh, and yeah. we made them eat it all yesterday because we all got a detox now. Uh huh. We're like, listen, you just eat it all. Just eat all of it right now, and give me half of it. Um. By the way. I am getting tons of text messages or, or tweets rather. When I was doing that Alexa thing, it's screwing up everyone's Alexa. <laughs> Everybody's Alexa's farting. Alexa, can you fart? I'm, I, nothing would make me happier than if I set off a bunch of Alexas in town and made them fart. <laughs> Alexa, can you fart? Tell your girls to do that. It's worth getting an Alexa for that, Bill. I'm going to get one. How was L.A.? You took the oh, kids out awesome. west. It was amazing. Dude, that's was, a dream vacation. It really was. And I've never seen L.A. look so beautiful because it just rained forever out there. And it stopped right before we got there. And it was so green. It looked like the Lorax before they cut down all the truffle trees. It was as beautiful as I've ever seen L.A. look. Everything was alive. Yeah. And uh, and Steve Byrne was a, a tremendous host, and I mean, we showed up to his house. He had a bouncy house in the driveway, nice. so it was just like his kids, my kids, got along real well. We just we had an epic trip. How great is that? Oh yeah, the kids loved it. And it, the the weird part was we we went and stayed at the beach for a few days, and I thought my daughters would like love Santa Monica and Venice. And I totally forgot that my daughter, my oldest daughter, Kennedy, really has a, a place in her heart. It really affects her, the homeless situation. Oh, yes, because Venice And Beach. I was like, oh, so let me just uh, tell you that this is the homeless capital of the world. And she was like, what does that mean? I'm like, there's a lot of homeless people here. And she was like... We ran into a couple beach crazies that were having full-blown conversations with themselves, and yeah. she she couldn't deal with it. She was like, is there anybody that isn't crazy here? We got to go. No, honey. This is Hollywood. No. <laughs> yeah. No, this is this is insane. Oh. So that, that was kind of- Adorable that, and heartbreaking. Yeah, that kind of backfired on me a little bit. But then she started to end up thinking like every street performer was homeless. And then I was like, you think that woman playing the cello is homeless? Yeah. Why is she asking for money? I'm like, because it's expensive to live here. Cellos are a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's carrying a cello around. Yeah. Sleeping under an overpass. So no, it was it was awesome. We went to Universal. We, we did glad. it all. We did it all. I'm so glad to hear that. It was it was great. And um, 
Probably won't do it again for a while. <laughs> than dirt. Yeah, that's what it says there. Stronger than dirt. It's a DV morning show. Stronger than dirt. The door's on DVE. Um, I don't know. If Coming out with a bleach commercial. Stronger than dirt. <laughs> Sanitize. Tide. Uh, so this weekend, someone online made a compilation of all the Sinclair broadcasting local television news stations that had to read this pre-prepared pro-Trump message of propaganda. It was v- very well done. Whoever put it together really illustrated how all of these TV channels now, local television stations across the country, working in concert to use the same sort of propagandized message. Hi, I'm Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is, is to, to serve, serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. Yeah, and they all said the same thing. Now, if you watched it, it was a little creepy to see everybody speaking in unison like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the power of what they might be able to achieve there is daunting. Um, But, you know, when I listened to the actual message and what they said, I thought, well, you know, all they really did was talk about we're worried about the proliferation of fake news. And I thought, well, that could apply to liberal people being mad about fake news, too. It didn't have to necessarily be about the Trump administration message. So I figured I'd watch one of the broadcasts from the Sinclair News Group, just a random one uh, from Syracuse, New York. And I just chose the city at random to see if there was any other pro-Trump propaganda that was being communicated. And while, you know, because I was thinking like this, I don't know if this is that big of a deal. But then I saw what I think people are worried about. Welcome back to Channel 5 News. I'm Don Shriver. And I'm Catherine Zagat. The president's penis is enormous. That's right, Don. President Trump's penis is, quote, gargantuan. That's according to his personal physician, Dr. Vinny Lucarati. That's right. Dr. Lucarati completed the president's penis examination today by telling reporters that the president's penis is, quote, astonishingly girthy and longer than his pant leg. Dr. Vinny further noted that the president's penis was found to be emotionally stable and appeared to be a genius. A genius penis. That's got to be good for America. And speaking of good news for America... Medical reporter Bryce Farland joins us when we come back with some good news for Americans. That's right, Don. It appears that researchers have determined the two best ways to increase your performance at work are golfing and infidelity. I'll have more details after the break. And Don will have the weather forecast. I'm afraid there's going to be rain, Catherine, but I'll tell you why that's Hillary Clinton's fault. After this word... From Trump Hotels. To be able to contribute. Hmm. Small sample size. One and two innings at a time. Yeah, very small sample size, but you take what you can get, right? But got to be excited about the start. And the home portion uh, begins today. Jamison Tyone gets the ball. Everybody anticipating he'll be the ace of the staff. This year he'll be opposed by former Cardinals hurler Lance Lynn for Minnesota. That's a scheduled 105 first pitch at PNC Park. So they were able to get all the snow out of the stadium overnight. They had people working all night. So you'll have nice, comfortable confines there today, and it should warm up. What's it, It's 50-ish and clear is the projected forecast, right? I don't know, is it? That's baseball weather right there. Yeah. Beautiful. It's great football weather. 
I don't know. It's almost... What uh, time is the game start? 1? 105. 43 degrees, according to my iPhone, at 1 o'clock today. It's bundle up. You'll be fine. It's almost appropriate for the opener. Grab a beer. Yeah. Think it'll sell out? I mean, the sweep definitely helps them get some walk-ups today and people to be excited about it. Yeah, they'd be close. Yeah. I don't, you know, normally, that's a very tough ticket. I think the gauge of the fans' discontent will be... The rest of the time, you know, when, what are they right. get? What are they getting when it's not bobblehead night? When it's not fireworks night? When it's not something special? Well, they can enjoy it today. The home opener, hope springs eternal, as they say. I'll tell you what, I watched a lot of baseball over the weekend. Did Wel- you really? Welcome back. Yeah, I didn't watch any. I really, I like all the sports. Who am I kidding? Let me t- yeah, I, yeah. I missed real baseball. I'm not that into spring training unless I'm there. I'm certainly not going to watch. A, they, you know, they broadcast a few games. Major League Baseball Network throws a few up there. I, I don't watch spring training. Loosely games. just keeping track of numbers. Yeah. Guys getting some innings, some okay, good Okay, this guy got cut. That means this guy's going to be here. Uh, yeah, it's. I get that package on DirecTV and uh, I bounce around. Spectacular uh, finish to the first game of the series for the Buccos against the Tigers. Yeah, they, they were beaten and then they weren't. And... Then they won it, and uh, they held on. Uh, Polanco uh, hitting the ball, driving it. They need that. We have three extra base hits on the weekend? Well, let's see. Something like that. We had the three-run jack uh, that won the game in the 13th, and he will take the field today with two doubles and a home run. So, yeah, three. Penguins lost to the Capitals last night, three to one at PPG Paints Arena. <laughs> that clinches for Washington the Metropolitan Division Championship. But the enduring story was the way the game ended: of getting Malkin taking a hack at TJ Oshie and then flipping Oshie stick into the Capitals bench as time was expiring, and those two going at it, and of getting Kuznetsov trying to chirp Malkin, and Malkin uh, not real happy about that. No, I'm, I'm said he start talk to me because I'm uh, I'm busy like I'm like uh, you know I'm like start like like uh, or she like take, like grab my neck you know I'm like it's like it's like it's like a little bit tough for me and he's like stay like like here like right to like my shoulder and like speak to me I'm not understand like what's going on and uh, I'm understand what he said and uh, it's like I think it's not right. Uh, he's busy. I love Gino. I'm busy. What are you doing? I'm I've, I've, I'm in the fight. What do you want? <laughs> I like can't talk to like two people. Like what's going on right now? I'm like busy. <laughs> well, it was it was funny the way it ended, but uh, I, I, my uh, impressions that I think may actually impact what happens next time if and when they meet. Just the way both teams were going to and defending the net area. Yeah. Man, that was you've heard Sullivan say a million times, you gotta go to the dirty area. And oh you gotta, yeah. You gotta take a cross check and a hack and a and a smack and a slash. Both teams were doggedly defending and neither one was deterred. They were they were trying to get there and the defense was doing whatever it had to do to to keep those guys out of there. That was really fascinating to watch. Uh Philip Grubauer was your Capitals goalie, not Braden Holpe. It was Grubauer's first start in PPG Paints Arena. He made he some phenomenal saves. Phenomenal is the word. You got it. And I wonder what uh, Barry Trotz is thinking. 
going into the postseason because Grubauer has been really good for about the last 25 games. Robin Sid like that? He made some tremendous saves. Do you try something different this time? No way. Or do you run Holpe out there again? Now, they've been running goalies at the Penguins for years and thinking finally, you know, this is the guy. And it, it turns out it never is. But, boy, he was – I I think you got to at least be thinking about it at this point. He was that good last night. And uh, the Penn's power play. Uh, Washington really played uh, a structurally sound game and really limited opportunity for a lot of that game. But uh, the Penguins' power play kind of let them down 0 for 4 on the night, including uh, an 0 for during a 1 minute and 20 second stretch of 5 on 3 play. But that 1 minute and 20 second stretch of 5 on 3 play included that just remarkable save that uh, Grubauer made on Sidney Crosby that Bill referenced. Also, Evgeny Malkin had a slap shot from between the circles that clanged off the crossbar, probably dented the crossbar. Uh, They had the shooter's mentality. They were making things happen. They just didn't get it in the net. And Mike Sullivan, well, he can live with what happened last night if he gets the same kind of production and execution from his power play moving forward. That's probably as good as our power plate has looked in uh, the last month. We just didn't score. You know, that second power, that second period, uh, in that stretch of power plays, you know, we generated somewhat a significant amount of scoring chances. You know, great A's. And, uh, you know, if, if one or two of them, them go in the net, it's, it's a different game. So you can't always control whether the puck goes in the net for you. You can only control the process, the decision-making, the execution, and, I, and the work ethic. And, and, and as I said to those guys after the game, I, th- I thought it was all there. We just didn't score. Yeah, the more I think about it, the power play for the Penguins is going to be so critical to what they get done in the playoffs. Uh, if you guys recall our recent conversation with Phil Bork when he talked about what really matters, the, the goaltending, the secondary scoring and the star power are the big three things you got to have firing if you're the Penguins. And it's assumed they're going to have the goaltending. I'm willing to assume that. Uh, the star power is there. The secondary scoring hasn't really been there, but does the power play compensate for the lack of secondary scoring? Because those guys are they're, they're unlike any power play I've seen in quite a while in, in terms of how dangerous they are. And that can be game-changing, even, even if you only get two or three opportunities in the postseason. Sidney Crosby pretty happy with what they got done despite not getting one in the net. Yeah, we had some good chances. I mean, we hit a, hit a post, had some good uh, some good looks, and it didn't go in. I mean, uh, that's how it goes. Sometimes, you know, we probably executed better than we did the last few games, and I think the last game we ended up getting two or three, and tonight we get nothing. So, um, yeah, I think that if we continue to do that, get those looks, puck will go in the net. Yeah. I think Malcolm dented the crossbar in that one shot. <laughs> it was amazing that didn't go in. The, the save on Crosby was, I don't know how how that one didn't go in either. But, uh, Gloved it on him. That was good stuff, man. That was that was a combative, intense, F-U, no, F-U kind of game. I didn't get to watch it. Yeah, really compelling regular season. They were both playing for the next time. What was the Sullivan uh, wave going off? Everybody was, was tweeting about end. him. Oh, uh, there were a couple. It's it broke down late. There was a couple of hacks and calls and non calls and um, Orpic got slashed. I think Horn, Hornquist slashed Orpic. 
and I think it was Carlson came over to defend Orpik, and Hornquist ended up getting the penalty. It was that the Penguins had scored to make it 3-1, and then they had the goalie pulled, and then... Bedlam. Yeah. Uh, somehow Sullivan didn't like it. Washington ended up with a power play where he probably thought it should have been, you know, you and you. But, uh, you know, the the result last night, not... Uh, I, I, I thought you've heard the Penguins talk a lot about the processes with their focused on and not necessarily the result down the stretch. Uh, they could play that game again and everything could happen the same way and you would have reason to believe the Penguins could win it. Jason Mackey, 815 from the Post-Gazette. We'll talk more about the Penguins as they head towards the postseason. Chelsea Handler will join us at 915. She's at the Benningham Center Wednesday night. We'll talk with DVE's Bob Nutting. When Randy Bauman in the DVE Morning Show. Thanks to everybody that came out to the Hard Rock Friday night for this year's Cure Rock, the seventh annual event to uh, help kids uh, at uh, uh, well, all over Pittsburgh, who are battling pediatric cancer and uh, young adult uh, uh, cancers, and it was a, a packed house. They raised a ton of money, and the best part was one of the kids who was there last year when she was eight years old uh, and uh, battling cancer came back this year, and she got up on stage and gave a speech and said. I told you last year I'd keep fighting, and this year I'm in remission. Awesome. It was, yeah, it's just story. wonderful. And, and a great event that keeps growing each year and proud to be a part of it. Thanks to everybody, and congratulations to Whitney, Andy, and everybody that worked so hard to make that a success. I, I, was, uh, I was really glad to see how packed that was Saturday night, or Friday night, rather, for uh, Cure Rock. And also, it was packed Saturday night for Joe Grishecki at the Hard Rock. Joe Grishecki in the House Rockers Day in the city of Pittsburgh. The mayor proclaimed yeah. it Joe Grishecki in the House Rockers Day. How about that? How cool would that Very be to nice. be able to proclaim a day? You got a day. You get your own day. Today would be a good day to have a day. I'd like that power just once. Just to give the day or to have the day? To give the day. I don't think you get to do anything that you want. It's not like special powers. It's just a recognition. No, I'd just like to be the guy that says, today is, is I bequeath this. this your day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so you want to be the mayor? <laughs> yeah. Well, just for that. <laughs> I don't need that headache. The rest of it. The rest of the mayoral duties. I believe it's Bob Nutting Day today. Uh, well, it will be, yeah. The opening day at PNC Park, of course, means all kinds of peng- or, um, pirate fans will be headed down there, of course. And, Val, if we know one thing, on the day of the home opener, the song that brings them good luck is the Bucko Taco song. <laughs> oh, this is not Bucko what I thought you were going to play. Yes. Bucko Taco. What did you think I was going to play? I thought you were going to play Gene the Werewolf. Bucko Taco Dance. Didn't they do We Are Family? Oh, yeah. Did we make a We Are Family? Batter up. No, this is the new. But this is their unofficial This is the new taco, We Are Family. <laughs> the Bucko Taco. The I want to give you a Bucko Taco. some I reason, I just lost my appetite. Taco, dance. Slide. Batter up. Mm-hmm. I want to give you a Bucko Taco. Is that new to the park this year? Mm, pierogi slide and butter taco. It's good luck to hear this song. I'm going to give you a bucko taco it gets you. stop. <clears throat> I'm going to make you jolly, Roger. I heard they're going to replace Take Me Out moving. to the Ball Game bucko with the Bucko Taco song this year. It's a good luck. Bucko this is taco. a you can dance to this song. Yeah. Yeah. The TV Tough broadcast to... will stay at the park. They won't go to bucko commercial taco. until this is played. Yeah. Tough it's to playing. dance to Take bucko Me Out to the Ball Game. Very tough. Very tough Doesn't to have a good beat. Mike, you're going to go to the game today. I don't know if I'm not. He can't find a partner. Yeah. Well, it's tough for people to get off work 
A lot well, of no, a lot of people I talked to just didn't want to go. Really? Well, yeah. Do you think though, if the <laughs> one forecast... guy couldn't get off work because he's an accountant and it's tax season, and mm-hmm. it's like, call me in May. Right. This is his playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> if it was sunny and seventy, do you think more people would be like, "Yeah, I'll go"? Yes. I don't know. Definitely. Yeah, so. Well, that's speculation. All I can do is deal with the here and now, and uh, a lot of people don't want to go today, or I they t- don't want to go with me. Maybe. I that's think. <laughs> I think this weather makes it easy for people to take a stand against the Pirates. Could be me. Yes. <laughs> it makes it easy for everyone to go. Oh, they're not ah, trying I'm not to win. Going. But not if, supporting this team. If it was 70 degrees and someone gave them tickets, they'd be like, hey, yeah. Yeah, they swept you know the Tigers. Go, go I didn't Bucks. pay for these tickets. I, I told you the way that I'm approaching the Pirates is uh, I'm looking at them like a relationship where I uh, I really like love my, my wife and hate her parents. <laughs> <laughs> Which is... You know, Good way to do it. Healthy. I don't know how else to do it. Well, I, just, I don't want to hate my the baseball team because the owners are... You At know. some point, you have to turn the page. The whole offseason was about what they did and did not do. That's about how they're playing. And, you know, if you can just kind of compartmentalize so far, it. So far, so good. Take it nine innings at a time and see if it entertains you or not. Um. Well, I think it'll be entertaining if this past weekend was any indication. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if your whole thing is, oh, my team's got to win the championship or I'm going to scream at everybody on Twitter, then you're going to be disappointed. But. Might be some uh, entertaining ball played. Who knows? Well, joining us now to talk about the home opener for the Buckos is uh, Bob Nutting Jr. Good morning. How are you, sir? Well, good morning, Pirate fans. Good morning. And isn't today a beautiful day for our open house? No, home opener. <laughs> home what? Home opener. <laughs> home opener. <laughs> yes. Well, it's a beautiful day to come out and spend $30 on a sausage sandwich that's deep fried in boiling chili. Yeah, we know there's lots of food at the park, but what about baseball? I mean, there is a game, right? Four quarters of baseball coming at you. Not quarters. (laughs) According to my morning memo, we are very excited to welcome the employees of the Minnesota, uh, little help? Twins. Twins. Yes, twins, twins <laughs> yes. Twins? Well, we should tar and feather them, for heaven's sake, Lenny. There's only two of them. No, well, they got nine out there. That's 18 people. No, that's not they're nine. They're not conjoined. <laughs> no, they're not conjoined. Because if they are, we're going to have a heck of a time trying to hit one up the gap. You mean up the gap? No, I never shop up the gap. Too expensive for me. Much cheaper at Old Navy. All right, so do, do you know who's on the mound for them? I'm not sure. You don't know who's on the mound? No, I'm not sure what on the mound is. is that like <laughs> in the doghouse? No, it means who's pitching for them. Oh, I, I have no earthly, no earthly idea. No. But I am excited for the newest additions to PNC Park this uh, year. Oh, Dickerson, Moran, and... No, I was talking about the new menu item. Oh, my God. You know food. we have a hamburger that has a hot dog <laughs> stuffed inside of it? <laughs> the whole thing is wrapped in bacon, topped with a wheel of cheddar, deep fried, and the buns are made of fudge. Fudge buns. Uh. Best part, they shoot it at you out of a hot dog gun. <laughs> oh, and by the way, you'll have to pry that hot dog gun out of my cold, deaf hand. Dead hand. Never mind. Shouldn't you be more concerned with improving the team on the field than the food in the concession stands? Well, like my daddy always says, they can't boo if they're eating. Which reminds me, <laughs> I'm thinking about putting an enormous cheese sandwich on first base. Good idea. Oh, I almost forgot. New in the gift shop this year... 
we're going to be selling full-sized home plate replicas that are made out of Alka-Seltzer. Oh, yeah, well, with all that <laughs> and food. And stuffed with Tums. Yeah, stuffed with Tums is, is great. Uh, good luck today, Mr. Nutting, and all season long. Let's eat two. All right, uh, that's uh, Bob Nutting. <laughs> Buckos, opening against the Twins today, 1 o'clock. I think what you should do is you have the, uh, the sport clips, folks. When, when, when the beard's getting sheared, uh, you, you put it into a bag, you take it home, you start to make a pillow out of it. And then every year. <laughs> so I probably take. Porky's voluminous head pillow. Come it'll on. It'll take you a couple of years and you'll have a beard, a beard pillow. I mean, think how nice it would be to come home from a long road trip and uh, rest your head on your beard. Yeah, I can give that guy the, that does the infomercials, the My Pillow guy, a run for his money. That's right. Screw <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Borky's beard pillow. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've had a few people have had that before. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me introduce you to Borky's beard pillow. <laughs> All right, You'll so be up at four in the morning. I'll be on some infomercial. They <laughs> 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 got just shepherd. Coming in and Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. I mean, if you shaved Borky all the time and then made it into upholstery, I think people would be okay with it. His yeah, his beard hair. The, it's for the better good. His beard hair grows pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Brett Kiesel's pretty quick. Oh my God, Brett Kiesel grows a mane every year. He's already got like a full beard, and it was just sheared sure a month ago. Uh, it's April. There's snow on the ground. It looks beautiful this morning, Val. Yeah, I'm over for it. February. Here's the thing. Bill went on vacation last week, so he so he came back and uh, you got a little sun yesterday, uh, and uh, now a beautiful dusting or more of snow on the trees. It's sitting there, all picturesque. And you missed last week where it rained every day. Oh. It was it was miserable, dreary. <laughs> it was Rambo weather all week <laughs> and you just wanted to hear Frank Stallone sing ballads. It's a long road when you're on your own and you just wept in the corner <laughs> and thought about getting on antidepressants because it just rained. It rained and it was ugly for a week. Ugh. I woke up this morning and just shook my head when I looked out the window and just started laughing like, oh, what? For real? It snowed? A lot, too. Yeah. It was gorgeous Saturday morning when I, I left to go up to Erie for Easter. It, it was, was cold, but brisk. I mean, it was brisk and sunny. Yeah, it was, it was beautiful. And then it was beautiful on the drive back yesterday. And I thought, finally, all right, good. We, we got past here. that last week, which was just so ugly. Turn and then in the corner. I wake up this morning. Surprise. Several inches of snow. What do you got going on over there, Val? Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. It's 11. It's 32 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Golden Oak Lending. Dog wardens will be checking for vaccination and licensing records across nine western Pennsylvania counties. This week, the wardens start their rounds focusing on communities where there are reports of dog bites or low rates of licenses issued. It's estimated that over 40,000 dog owners will be asked to prove their pets are updated on their rabies shots and have the proper paperwork. Privacy advocates are concerned that Google and Amazon are working on digital assistants that can track your mood and your health. 
The New York Times reports two leading sellers of those digital assistants have filed patent applications for devices that could monitor more of what users say and do. The New York Times reporting Google's applications are for devices that could analyze the user's voice, breathing rate, crying, coughing, and sneezing. The article in the Times illustrates how a phone call between two friends could result in one receiving an offer from the San Diego Zoo and the other seeing an ad for a Wine of the Month Club membership. The president of the group Consumer Watchdog calls the devices a surveillance system meant to serve people up to advertisers. I told you, man, you know, that Alexa was on the table yesterday (laughs) while we're having brunch. And everybody's talking to it and goofing around with it. And that thing listened to everything we said. You just got to make it fart. That's the only thing it's good for. Alexa, can you fart? And then it farts and you will laugh uncontrollably. And you set off how many Alexas this morning? A bunch. People were tweeting at me to stop talk saying the name Alexa because I was setting off. <laughs> Alexa, buy the hugest dildo on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it is like we're just giving everything direct access to all our most personal information. Yeah. We don't, and we're super mad that people steal it, but we'll willingly give it to you. So <laughs> don't steal it. We'll give it to you. Here's everything about me. I ordered something the other day, and they're like, phone number. And I was like, nope. And it's like, well, can't complete the order without your phone number. And I was like, all right, well, then I'm not ordering it. How's that? And they're like, are you sure you don't want to order this product? And I was like, actually, I really do want it. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the front desk at DVE. Call them if there's a problem with my delivery. Do you ever have something where you have to give your email address and then you have to confirm that that's your email address Mm -hmm. when they send you an email? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know they're just digging right into you right there, right? Yeah. I've started blocking every number on my phone that I don't know. If they don't leave a message, block immediately. That's good. I like that. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Women are more stressed at work than men, according to research from Glamour Magazine and wellness site Thrive Global and SurveyMonkey. 58% of women feel stressed at work more than half the time. Why so much stress? Well, it's because women take all the weight of the workplace problems on their shoulders, in addition to everything that's going on at home, from kids to spouses to managing the home. And speaking of stress, a new study has found that a low phone battery causes people more stress than a job interview or running late to a a work meeting. Apparently, the mere thought of not having the phone at your fingertips leaves people feeling isolated and unable to perform their best. This is illuminating to me because it makes me understand things a little more. It makes me understand how a woman works. A woman is basically a bug zapper for stress. <laughs> they take on, they attract stress, and then they take it on and use it as their own. So when you come home, you say something, and all of a sudden, your wife is short with you, and you go... What the hell did I even do? It's not about you. You just broke the camel's back there with your little straw. <laughs> so women are more likely to be empaths and just take on. Yes, we the, take it all on. on the take pain. it all Everywhere. on their shoulders. The Work, take. home. Every woman is like Atlas. Way to the world. Grocery store. Grocery store. Mall. Everywhere. <laughs> Driving everywhere. You take on the stress of everything around you. <laughs> I mean, everyone does to a certain extent, but. And then your husband asks you something and you go, shut up! <laughs> like a teapot. I've had enough! <laughs> Guys are definitely way better at disassociating from somebody else's stress. Like, eh, too bad for you, bro. I'm going to be over here doing this. That. 
Yeah. yeah. Sorry about your luck. Yeah. Indiana Girl Scout Liz Brobst has been working hard this spring to sell cookies and then send those cookies to U.S. soldiers actively serving overseas. Her goal is to provide every single soldier away from home with a box of Girl Scout cookies, and she's been chipping away at the goal. Even though she's only 12, Liz has been in the Girl Scouts for seven years. And because she has many family members in the military, she works really hard every cookie selling season on behalf of soldiers. Through the years, Liz has shipped thousands of boxes overseas, Already this year, she's collected 1,600 boxes to donate. Sometimes headlining acts are not overly supportive of their opening acts, but John Bon Jovi went above and beyond to support an opening act on the Bon Jovi tour last week in Dallas. The Texas trio Contagious are high school sophomores, so John wrote a note to their school asking they be excused in uh, order to be able to perform. It said, to whom it may concern, please excuse the members of Contagious, Mac Johnson, Caden Diebold, and Jake Douglas for being absent from school on Monday, March 26, 2018. They were busy being my opening act and kicking butt in Dallas uh, <laughs> at American Airlines Center. Sincerely, John Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi will be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame by Howard Stern. The Rock Hall released the list of presenters. They also include Ann Wilson of Heart presenting for the Moody Blues, Mary J. Blige presenting, and uh, Andra Day will perform for Nina Simone, Brandon Flowers of the Killers presenting for the Cars, Brittany Howard of Alabama Shakes presenting for Sister Rosetta Tharp. Still no word on who will induct Dire Straits. Rolling Stone magazine describing their induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as quote-unquote shrouded in mystery, and that leader Mark Knopfler has yet to comment publicly, and there are strong indications he does not plan to attend. Really? What is the mystery? Well, the day it was announced they would be inducted, Knopfler said, quote, the overwhelming majority of people that I've ever mentioned it to, they all say, you should be in the Hall of Fame. You realize, in fact, it does mean a lot to people. That's great. It's a good feeling at last, end quote. He has, though, confirmed he will not be attending. Original rhythm guitar player David Knopfler has since changed his mind about attending. After being the told, uh, told the Rock Hall would only pay certain expenses when before they told him they would cover everything. See, I, I was just gonna, I was just gonna make a joke and say he talked to Steve Miller and found out he only got two tickets for free. And that's what this is. <laughs> Could be. Drummer is. Pick Withers has no plans on attending, saying, quote, I think it'd be artificial. The music was great. I enjoyed making it. And then it's like all things, you know, success changes you, and it wasn't as enjoyable as it could have been, end quote. Bassist John Ilsley and keyboardist Guy Fletcher and Alan Clark will be attending. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions take place in Cleveland on April 14th. Highlights of the show will air on HBO on May 5th. Boy, if you ever... Look up YouTube of uh, YouTube's YouTube's videos of Dire Straits when they first popped out with Sultans of Swing as a mm-hmm. hit. They were so tight; it was such a great band. And like Knopfler would play that solo note for note every time they played live. He's just it was a perfectly composed solo. And then they went on to do just some, uh, you know, they had a lot of success in '85 with that Money for Nothing mm-hmm. whole album, Walk what, of Life. Was yeah. All that. And they were brothers in arms, but they really had some very cool compositions and great songs. And uh, I'm sad to hear that sounds like the brother thing kind of crept in again, like the yeah. Dave, like the Davies or the Gallagher's or the Robinsons or the Wilsons or whatever. 
Forecast today, clouds and sun. Uh, snow should be ended by now, mid-40s for the high. Eventually today, it's 32 at DVE. Chelsea Handler is going to be on the show 9-15. She is at the Benedum this coming Wednesday night. You can get tickets to see Chelsea Handler at trustarts.org. So we'll talk with, uh, with, with Chelsea. I'm interested to hear what she has to say about Roseanne and the Roseanne reboot with all of the numbers that they got for that. The 18 million people. Huge. Huge. And what will happen to those ratings now, especially after the past weekend that Roseanne had on social media, mm-hmm. where she continues to uh, tout some pretty outlandish conspiracy theories. It was so weird to take a week off of Twitter, and then the first thing I see when I log on is everybody's going after Roseanne or just like or defending she's in the news. But the show's not even going to be about her support of Trump anymore. Going forward, they mentioned it once, and they're supposedly not mentioning it again. So I'm not sure what is so politically divisive about it, other than the star is involved and wrapped up in some pretty lame brain uh, ideas and conspiracy theories. So uh, Chelsea Handler, having dealt with her own television show and production for many years, uh, I'm sure we'll have plenty to say about that. She'll be on the show at 9.15. Joining us right now, Jason Mackey from the Post-Gazette. Jason, good morning. How are you, man? Doing all right, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, thanks for being on. I, I guess with last night's loss to the Capitals, the hope was, as you said in your column today, that they sent a message to the Caps. What was the message you think the Caps received last night? Well, if it's Evgeny Malkin specifically, I guess it's to like wait your turn to talk to him. I don't. I don't <laughs> yeah, know he, was he was busy. I'm like jammed busy. up about it. <laughs> but you know. I, I kind of found that funny last night that they were, like, sending a message. You would think that the nine times in the past ten years or whatever it is they've beaten them in the playoffs, that's enough of a message. But I, I just think the message they were trying to send last night was that they're not going away, that, that they're going to be here, that, you know, in, in a couple weeks I think these two teams are going to play in the second round of the playoffs like they do every year, and that the Penguins are going to, you know, be feisty, and you're going to have Patrick Hornquist in front of the net, and Malkin's going to be emotionally engaged, and, and all this stuff. And I, I really don't think last night was that bad of a game for the Penguins. Just they, they couldn't convert on the power play, and the Capitals had the better goaltender. Well, and that's just it. The, the goaltending was so strong for the Caps last night. In that that playoff series that you talk about a couple rounds from now, who do you think will be in goal for the Caps? Honestly, I think Grubauer. I don't know if, if you're Washington, how you even go to Holtby at this point. He's had so many duds here, uh, you know, meaning in Pittsburgh and I guess the interesting thing here is that Grubauer has been really, really bad against Philadelphia, and that looks like who they may play in the first round. So I don't know. It's kind of unconventional. Uh, if you'd go Holtby first round, Grubauer second round. But uh, you know, if I'm Barry Trotz, the head coach of the Capitals, I'm going Grubauer. He was tremendous last night. That that stop on Crosby with I think six and a half minutes left, something like that, and just all throughout, he almost seemed like at times he was getting in the Penguins' head. Do you think? Barry Trotz is a guy that's willing to try unconventional at this point? No. In other words, what's the, the weight of failure on that organization? Because they, mm-hmm. they were talking about this on the postgame show on TV last night. It's like, if you're Washington, why don't you try something different this time just to try something different this time? Oh, Mike, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, isn't that the definition of insanity? You're just doing the same thing over and over. I actually like the Capitals offseason just because you know it seems like every year they do the same thing and then you know, every year they go up before the third round. And, um, you know, this year was a little bit different for him, and why not? But I don't know. I, I, I do struggle to see Barry Trotz trying something 
sort of unconventional just because I think his job is tied to how they do. You know, if they don't make it past the second round, I think he's, he's probably gone. And um, so you're taking a pretty big chance putting Braden Holtby on the bench. And, you know, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of contradicting myself with saying I think it's going to be Grubauer versus I don't think Trotz will do it. Um, so maybe I don't really know. But I do think that's a consideration. That I think it's a fascinating uh topic of conversation I, I oh, w- it's exactly where the penguins were last year too right they're, they're managing two good goaltenders yeah, prior to that game last night i wouldn't have given it any credence whatsoever but now i would yeah no he's really 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 good so what do you see the, uh, as the penguins strongest or or biggest need right now as they head towards a postseason uh and they confirmed that this past weekend uh, what do they got to work on the most? What's their Achilles heel right now that uh, people are going to exploit? Yeah, that's that's an interesting one. I still think it, it, and this stuff was better last night, but just how they take care of the puck, um, how careful they are with things like stupid boneheaded giveaways at times. Um, sometimes some of their defensive zone stuff has just been weird, um, you know, just not very good, not very um, detail-oriented or whatever. Um I, I still think that's the big issue. I mean, the power play was over five last night. I'm not willing to freak out over that. I know some people are kind of, you know, what, what's wrong with Matt Murray, whatever. I, you know, last night was not his best game. I thought he was a lot better Saturday night. Honestly, I don't think that's a huge concern. These guys can score people out of the building on most nights. Um, their fourth line right now is a bit of a burial ground. I mean, there's just not much there. Um, but their three top three lines are good enough. Uh, they need to get Derek Broussard back, but Honestly, Randy, the the thing that I look at the most is just how they how they handle the puck and if they do that smartly and not give their opponents too many freebies. Do you think Malkin came out of that last night truly sending a, a message, or do they think he's just goofy? <laughs> Can I go with the Mike Sullivan a little bit of both? <laughs> <laughs> he lost his mind, right? Yeah. Like, I, I can't imagine what Kuznetsov could have said that was, that incendiary. It seemed like he, his biggest problem was that he talked to him while, he, in his words, I was busy. <laughs> I know. It was, I, apparently, there's like a very strict order of operation with talking to Kenny Malkin <laughs> during a hockey game. I, I don't know. I hope it's not like that with post game media because I'll probably screw it up. Yeah, just crazy, unhinged Gino last night. Do you think that was actually it, or do you think that's what Malkin came up with to explain it? Yeah, I think that's probably what he came up with to explain it. I mean, come on, that's not even logical, right? Like you're not you're on the bench, which wouldn't necessarily be uncharacteristic, (laughs) right? Yeah, no, I'm willing to bet Kuznetsov said something that Evgeny just didn't quite want to share publicly. Yeah, I understand that. That's something your mom would be mad at you for when you were a kid. I'm on the phone. Quit yelling at me. (laughs) You know, I'm trying to fight Oshi. Stop yelling at me. Yeah, and like, if you're on the bench, you're not allowed to talk or yell. Yeah, you just you're, you're you know divorced from that. You have to be on the bench to be participatory. Like, eh, I'm not quite sure that's what they were going. For. No, that is a that's a longstanding NHL tradi- tradition. Yeah. Getting chirped from the it's bench. An unwritten rule: you don't chirp a guy when he's in a fight. But yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it makes no sense. So, uh, all right, sort of a goofy end to a weekend in which uh, they celebrate once again going to the postseason. They don't win the Metro, but as Gino said, yeah, we never do. Works out good for us. Enjoy that uh, division title. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's kind of hilarious how all of this is happening, isn't it? Like, 
they're they're going to play Columbus in the first round. I'm just convinced of it, and it's going to be Columbus and Washington. Um, and if they make the, a run, by the way, it, it sets up brilliantly for a traveling beat reporter for Tampa Bay and Boston and potentially an Eastern Conference final. But anyway, um, it, it, <laughs> they meet every year. They're not going to get through the postseason without the Capitals. The Capitals always have the hardware, division title, President's Trophy, whatever it is. And, um, you know, it, it just doesn't matter. Yeah, the Penguins will use that somehow as motivation. It's set up perfectly for them to break the Capitals' heart, hearts once again. And uh, then play Marc Andre Fleury in the Golden Knights for the Stanley Cup. And Dude, that would be incredible, absolutely incredible, and, and half of that their be, team as well. Yeah, yeah, that would be nuts. Murray Fleury, part deal. <laughs> Who do Penguins fans root for in that match? I don't know. That will make people's heads explode. Mm-hmm. The only thing I hope is that, like NBC, if they're televising the game, they like hire Stike so he can yell like before the game, Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Mackey from the Post-Gazette. Jason, thanks for your time this morning, man. Thanks, guys. Always fun. Appreciate it. Coming up next, Mike Pursuta with a full report. Opening day for the Buckos, who swept the Tigers this past weekend to open the 2018 season. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show, and it's opening day. Home opener, that is, for the Buckos. And uh, the Pirates will take the field at PNC Park this afternoon, weather permitting with a 3-0 record as they host the 2-1 Minnesota Twins in the 2018 home opener. If you are planning on attending, uh, team introductions are scheduled to begin at 12.45 p.m. That'll be uh, just after an honorary first pitch is thrown by Chip Ganassi. God Bless America and the National Anthem will be performed by the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra Cello Quartet. Whoa. How about that? Nothing like uh, listening to some cello music while you wipe the snow off your seat. The uh, ceremonial first pitch will be thrown by Elroy Face, three-time All-Star and a member of your 1960 world champion Pittsburgh Pirates. Elroy Face celebrating his 90th birthday today. Wow. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, Pirates. that's awesome. Pirates have won uh, four consecutive home openers. That's the longest such streak since 1960-63. to If they win today, that would be five straight wins for openers. That would be the first time that happened since the Pirates won ten home openers in a row at Forbes Field from 1945 through 1954. Interesting stuff over the weekend in Detroit. A lot of different scenarios, a lot of... Weird stuff with the weather and when the games were played and when they weren't being played and leads blown, leads retaken, replay reviews, all kind of interesting things. And uh, the Pirates dealt with them all well enough to go 3-0. and Not to be a wet blanket or a negative Nelly, but uh, the Tigers suck real, real bad. They do. Yes, they do. But, hey, you can only beat who you're playing, right? That's correct. Can't beat the 27 Yankees if they're all dead. I'm assuming most of them are. Most, if, yeah. If probably, all probably they're, they're all dead. Yeah, good bet. Yeah. Well, they were they, were they were really good when they were alive, though. No, don't get me wrong. Yeah, very good. Great reputation. All dead. <laughs> Penguins lost to the Capitals 3-1 <laughs> to one last night at PPG Paints Arena. The game uh, was combative, intense, a playoff caliber in terms of a couple of teams, uh, as Patrick Hornquist put it, that don't like each other going at it. 
that was that way right the, through and beyond the end of regulation when Evgeny Malkin took issue with the, something that was said to him by fellow countrymen and Washington Capitals forward Evgeny Kuznetsov. No, I'm said he start talk to me because I'm uh, I'm busy like I'm like uh, you know I'm like start like like uh, or she like like grab my neck you know I'm like it's like it's like it's like a little bit tough for me and he's like stay like like here like right to like my shoulder and like speak to me I'm not understand like what's going on and uh, I'm understand what he said and uh, it's like I think it's not right. I feel like Malkin hates call waiting. And if you call him while he's on the phone with somebody, he just clicks over angry. Like what? Like I'm, you see it? Like I'm like busy. I'm talking on the <laughs> other line with, right now with my brother Dennis. <laughs> what do you want? I'm gonna guess it was what was said more than when it was said that sent him off. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt about it. I don't think it had anything to do with it. You know, no. hey. TJ Oshie's not exactly a heavyweight champion either. I mean, those guys are wrestling around by the bench. Yeah, I think he can multitask a little. Uh, nobody was going to get hurt in that. I am busy. What do you want? But uh, the Caps did win the game, and they did win the Metropolitan Division. Patrick Hornquist insisted afterward that that doesn't necessarily mean uh, the Penguins are done winning this season. No, obviously, you, you always want to win, but... At the same time, what can you do about it right now? I mean, this is what the year's been for us, and uh, we know we can play better, and uh, we will. Yeah, head coach Mike Sullivan didn't know how to feel about not winning the Metro. I haven't really given it much thought, to be honest with you. You know, we're, we're, we're in this for the ultimate goal. And, uh, you know, would it be nice to win a division? Yeah, it would be. But we're, we're just we're trying to take each game as it comes. When, you know, I'm... We're not really focused on anything other than that one game right in front of us trying to become the best team that we can come that's going to put us in the best possible position to attain the ultimate goal. And, and that's, that's, what, that's what our eyes are set on. Yeah, if, if winning the division meant everything, then the Capitals would be dynastic. They would. Although I think that kind of stuff means different things to different teams. The Penguins, obviously, having, having won two cups in a row, that's their standard right now. If they don't win the Cup this year, it's going to be a disappointment. Washington went through a lot of significant changeover after having a team that uh, the Caps thought was the team last year, and it didn't work. And they started uh, from a a position that uh, they've become unaccustomed to. People were not identifying them as a favorite, and there really hasn't been a lot of buzz about the Caps this year. So for that team, uh, it's a different team than it was a year ago. I think winning the division's a not not a huge deal, but it's a nice feather in Washington's cap. And uh, I would remind people, too, the Penguins have banners for division champions and their one president's trophy. They don't, they don't turn that stuff down when they win it. Right. It's not the ultimate prize. But uh, if you're the Caps, uh, first things first along the way. And if you're the Pens, let's get this regular season out of the way and let's get to the games that matter. Just two left. In the regular season at Columbus on Thursday and Ottawa here on Friday. College basketball's national championship will be decided tonight. It's three-seed Michigan against one-seed Villanova. That's a 9-20 tip in San Antonio. Villanova advanced with a dominating 95-79 victory over Kansas. Michigan uh, found its game in the second half and blew past 
Loyola of Chicago, 69-57 in the semifinals on Saturday. That's your uh, DVE Sports. I'm Mike Pursuta. Thanks, Mike. Pal, what do you got coming up? We're going to talk about the five lifestyle changes you need to make before the age of 40. So, Bill, you still have time. I'm sure I already did them. <laughs> no problem. Like, Chelsea like, Handler. Like one guy at a time. Yeah. You know, like... <laughs> Chelsea <laughs> Handler, 915. It is the DVE morning show. A new survey asked 2,000 Americans questions about their sex life, including the riskiest locations they've had sex in. 58% of the participants said having sex somewhere other than a bed made them happier in their relationship, and 70% said that having sex in an adventurous location made them feel closer to their partner. Mm. Adventurous. Uh, here are some of the places. The a canoe. The most popular, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, well, no, these are not most popular. These are just 25 of the oddest, so it's not ranked in any terms of popularity number one the phone booth a phone booth at epcot that's wow well first off what year was that yeah phone (laughs) booths yeah yeah. there's no phone booths at epcot (laughs) the fast food drive-thru what it must be pretty long line right right yeah yeah that's Um, like rush hour or something like dinner time behind a convenience store during the daytime it's just strange. Also, probably a, a prostitute. <laughs> Get, yeah, it didn't ask if it was with a partner. It just said sex. Couldn't very I well can't have see any partner. wife being like, yeah, let's get a couple code reds and meet me out back by the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> code red. <laughs> that, that's what you can just call that run. Yeah. Code red. Want to do code, a code red. red. Uh, on their boss's on their boss's new desk. Oh, that that how many people have done that? Um, point oh 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 one percent. Nobody. Fans of Digital Underground had sex where in a Burger King bathroom. That's right. <laughs> a popular location other than a bed. Number six was a dentist's chair. That has to be with the dentist, right? Yeah. I mean, it's gotta yeah. be. That's like. There's a dentist in this survey. Right. There's no greatest doubt about thing it. about having sex though. There is they have that suction thing that you can just clean up. <laughs> clean up. <Yeah. laughs> well, you just squirt off. Squirt use, it down. Clean it up. Rinser thing. Just spitting that thing over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one says while driving 70 Leave miles an dumb hour dumb. down I-95, nice. which is the Beltway, isn't it? I don't know. Uh, in the Below Empire the State Building. Heyo. Heyo. Empire State Building, that makes sense. I'm sure there's been a yeah, million people a who've had sex probably, there. Yeah. Uh, n- number nine, historic Native American reservation. That doesn't seem to be, I don't know how you, you get all horny. Well, sure, a Native American who lives there. Yeah. yeah. Wow. This this uh, wounded knee massacre <laughs> is getting me horny. Get down on two wounded knees. <laughs> <laughs> on a train track. Oh, my God. Well, on a track? That seems very risky. Uh, in a barn surrounded by animals. 
As long as it's not with one of the animals. <laughs> I guess it didn't say it wasn't. Someone listed porta potty. I bet that's happened a no. lot. At like oh. outdoor festivals. If there's one that is not like used a lot. Right. If it's fresh off the truck, like if it was just <laughs> delivered. Or a not well attended festival or something. <laughs> right. Or you're on drugs and you or just don't care. You're on tons of drugs. Uh in a car during an automated car wash. I bet that's you you are quick. If you can do that. I'll say. That yeah. is you are two pump chump. Right. For well, sure. You, you better get the uh the unlimited package or whatever it is. The parking lot of a stadium get the wheel blast be- before a basketball game. I bet there have been st- that goes on at Steeler games. Post no, after Steeler games? Even before, yeah. I I would bet the over-under during almost any NFL game is yeah, right around years. 15. Wow, that high. Yes, there's at least 15 couples having sex before or after. They might not be couples. Any given NFL games. Or like people who on met the premises? Yes. Or, yes. Wow. There's so much testosterone flying around in those games. Like, dudes are just... Like cavemen at football games, ready to go. Yeah, they're the just. Let's do it. Yeah, some of these are so weird though. Like a moving roller coaster. How could you even? That I mean, it is. It must be a sex act. Yes, and right. Yeah, and it must have a very loose definition of what counts as actually having sex. Uh, The Wonder Wheel at Coney Island. Yeah, you can get stuck on that thing for a while. On the right field line during a baseball game. <laughs> I don't know. Hot corner. Yeah. Apparently. Well, that would be the other way, but yeah. <laughs> I'd be on the left field going down third base. That's line, right. right. But still, I don't know my right. The my designation left. of the right field line is like, oh, yeah, of course. You always put the, yeah, your weakest fielder in right field and <laughs> the people who want to have sex. That's. And you now, if get- it was with the right fielder, color me impressed. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. Guy's pitching a no-no. He wants to get a quick one in. Why not? Uh, So that is, uh, according to Insider.com, I don't believe a word anybody says about their sex life in these (laughs) polls polls because it it can't possibly be true. I think people are weirder than we'll ever give them credit for, but I also Uh, don't think that they roll into their boss's new desk and have sex. I think the internet is making us all pretty aware of how weird people are. There's no doubt about that. When it comes to sex. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, See furries. (laughs) They're coming back. And that's mild compared to some of the stuff that's out there. The furries are not mild. Compared to some of the stuff that's out there, I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I don't know. They dress up like animals with hatches in the back and have sex with one another and make animal (laughs) sounds. Hatches. (laughs) Not hatchets. Hatches. Hatches. <laughs> Trap doors. Trap doors. And then Fur they sheets. make noise like the animals, yeah. And they call they I call mean, it yiffing when they have sex. They get a little yiffing. But what's every di- time when they come to town, everyone's like, let's take the kids down to the furry parade, yeah, which you would never do if it was like, let's take them down to that pervert, uh, that pervert parade that's let's going down the street. Let's take them to the, the bondage festival. Well, right. <laughs> what's the difference between that or somebody wearing a French maid costume? furry or a french maid costume yeah well if you're I still think, dressing up and care, acting out I some fantasy one, one looks like an animal yeah, that's the difference 
One is like a an anthropomorphic, pomorphic, you know, that has some basis. Like when you were a kid, like people have these fantasies from their childhood of like some kind of mascot or something. Yeah, you're getting a boner looking at the Philly fanatic. I mean, you might have some <laughs> sexual issues. I'm like, oh, do you guys love Frosted Flakes? Yeah. How hot is Tony? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Nothing. What do you mean? Well, I bet the furry convention alone, if you asked them that question, what's the weirdest place you've ever had sex, you would get some jaw-dropping answers. Oh, yeah. Those dudes are yiffing under a bridge. There's no doubt about it. No question. I think that's one of their main songs. That's their theme song. <laughs> yiffing yeah. under a bridge. It's a Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> remix. It's 34 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Caseta by Lutron Smart Lighting Controls. Jury selection begins today in Bill Cosby's retrial for sexual assault. More than 180 potential jurors have been called to show up at the Montgomery County Courthouse here in Pennsylvania. Cosby is accused of drugging and assaulting former Temple University employee Andrea Constand back in 2004. The defense is hoping that the judge will permit a witness who was barred in the first trial to testify in an effort to paint Constad as an extortionist. The judge will allow testimony from five of the more than 60 accusers with similar assault complaints against Cosby. A trial is set to start next Monday. The first trial ended in a hung jury. A lower borough couple is honoring the supermarket where they met by getting married in it. After being together for 10 years, Becky Smith and Larry Spearing tied the knot yesterday at the community supermarket. The elderly couple says they were joking at first, but realized that Smith might as well bring the wedding to work since she had a shift yesterday morning. Family, friends, and loyal customers were all a part of the celebration that happened in aisle 13. A New York judge is in trouble with the law for allegedly stealing a woman's panties. This is a judge. Long Island authorities say they took Suffolk District Court Judge Robert Shikali into custody for breaking into a neighbor's home last Thursday morning. Police say a woman was home at the time and called 911. He was found nearby in possession of female undergarments. The judge is facing burglary charges and appeared in court Friday. Prosecutors say he admitted he has gone into the young woman's hamper and taken underwear on several occasions. They belong to a 23-year-old uh, girl who lives with her parents. That's creepy. It's very That's, creepy. Uh... If it's in a movie in the 80s, can't be funny for the whole family. No. In real life, it's a crime. Yeah. There are some things that change in your life as you get older, and according to Net Doctor, there are five lifestyle changes you should make before the age of 40. I'm going to write these down. <laughs> Smoking is <laughs> so a big Bill one. Bill and Joe are the only ones left. Quit smoking. Yeah, that's a big one. According Done. to one source, it takes the average smoker seven to ten tries to actually quit. Oh, yeah. Is that about I right? I got really, really good at quitting. I quit probably a hundred times. I quit first time. Wow, good for you. I wasn't a heavy smoker, though. I was more of like a casual. So, still, like, though, to, to rid yourself of it completely is pretty impressive the first go. Well, I only smoked when I drank mostly, but turns out I drank all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried to quit buying for a while. I did that. Bum I became the guy that bum smokes. Yeah. Oh, that's so annoying. Yeah. Yo, man, can I get a burrow? Get out of here. The the worst thing was when somebody would offer to pay you for a cigarette. Dude, I'll give you a dollar for a cigarette. What am I, a bathroom attendant? <laughs> All right, fine. I'll take it.
I also have Skittles if you're interested. <laughs> you need a Wrigley's? And cologne. <laughs> uh, stop pigging out. Portion control becomes way more important as you age. Your metabolism slows and it's easier to gain weight. That's tough. I can do three pounds on a weekend. Just Lose or gain? Gain. Just I'll weigh three pounds heavier on yeah. Monday than I did Real on Friday at the gym. Easy to put it on. Stinks. But you know what? If you just work out all the time in order to eat like a pig... I mean, that's break a, even. It's a fun trade-off. Start exercising. Another one of those things. Getting 30 to 45 minutes of exercise a day is one of the best things you can do for your heart. I think the best thing you can do if you want to start overeating is do it while you're on the treadmill. <laughs> great. Great call. Just combine the two things. The other thing Work is, it off as you go. You have to eat things that like burn, that are clean burning. You know what I mean? Like yes. Celery? You have to eat fuel. Oh. Like a lot of fuel. If you were going to overindulge, you have to eat stuff that, that your body like will turn into energy easily. Not like even though like that's what? no fun. Four pizzas is like, not going to do it. Like almonds and blueberries and yogurt and cr- granola and crap like that and <laughs> natural be like crap like that. I can't sit down and eat a bag of almonds though. I crush but almonds I can, all the time. I can, I I just can't do it. Handful at the most. You can get roasted, not salted, and they're not so bad. When you get the raw ones, it really feels like you're like, yeah. oh. Which is what you're supposed to eat. Right. Raw almonds. Yeah, but the roasted ones aren't that bad. Com- I'm as just com- telling you what I read. Yeah, you eat the raw ones, it definitely feels like you might be eating some bark. <laughs> it's like, why don't I just go get some wood chips out of the planter? Yeah. I mean, seriously, what are we doing? Figure out how to manage stress. It's impossible to avoid. You just have to find a way to deal with it. You got to get zen. Got to get zen. Go zen. Yeah. Easier said than done. And stop isolating yourself. It's easy to stay home and do nothing and usually pretty awesome, but it can all catch up to you. People who keep socializing tend to live longer. And a 2016 study found that if you are lonely or isolated, you're about 30% more likely to develop heart disease. I, I honest to God, I, I think this to be the truth. I think that social media has had a net exact opposite effect of what it was supposed to be in that you can kind of loosely keep tabs it has the illusion of togetherness Mm -hmm. this illusion of connection so that you don't really need to go out because you can tell what everyone's doing you see where everyone is before that happened you had to be you were like dying to get out go connect with people what have you been up to and then you can find out when you're with them Instead of already knowing everything. Like we're all loosely tailing each other here. We know way too much about each other. Just kind of taking it for granted that we're just keeping tabs. But still don't know each other. But don't know anything about each other. Some big names played pranks on the masses for April Fool's Day. Netflix had people... Uh, chuckling with a bit featuring Seth Rogen, where he appeared to sign over his mind and soul for a deal with the company. Lego got the hopes up of many parents with their vacuum sort, which falsely promised a tool to vacuum and sort Lego parts by color. How great would Every that be? Every parent was probably like, yeah. Glad I didn't see that because I would have fallen hard for that one. Elon Musk making light of a recent drop in Tesla stock value, tweeting the company has gone so bankrupt you can't even believe it. Uh, however, the latest Bachelor couple, Lauren Burnham and Ari Leyendijk Jr., offended a lot of people with their joke. They said they were expecting their first child. 
but they are now facing backlash from social media users who are calling for sensitivity because many people struggle to conceive. Oh, I thought they were going to be like, just kidding. We got an abortion. (laughs) Sorry to do that to everybody. In uh, music news, if the rumors of Angus Young recording a new album with Axl Rose on vocals are true, Def Leppard guitarist Phil Collins thinks that Angus shouldn't call the project ACDC anymore. You've got one person, so it's not really ACDC, it may be called it A. But it doesn't, it kind of loses its appeal, you know, it's like it becomes karaoke, it becomes something else, and it's lost its integrity, really. You know, I, I wouldn't do that personally if I was Angus. Angus pushed out singer Brian Johnson in 2016 after he took time out to deal with uh, hearing issues. Malcolm Young, of course, retired from the band, then passed away. Bassist Cliff Williams retired after the last two, uh, the last tour, and longtime drummer Phil Rudd was kicked out of the band in 2015 following that weird arrest on uh, several charges. If ACDC does continue, Angus will be joined by drummer Chris Slade and Stevie Young, his nephew, on bass. And finally, one of the Pittsburgh-area women appearing on American Idol is moving forward to the next round. 18-year-old Gabby Barrett of Munhall dedicated her performance of Aretha Franklin's Ain't No Way to her dad last night. Her solo performance was one of the few that were highlighted during last night's episode. The group of nearly 170 singers was cut down to 50 who will perform tonight. (laughs) Clouds and sun, mid-40s for the high today. It's 34 DVE. It is the DV morning show, so Chelsea Handler is supposed to be on right now, but uh, not surprisingly, not not getting her on the line yet. And she was scheduled to be on last week and canceled. Uh, so, not exactly shocked she's not here. But she will be in Pittsburgh Wednesday night at the Are we sure with Bruce Fulinich. Don't forget. Uh, opening day today for the Buckos. There are still tickets available for their game against the Twins. And it should be, you know, mid-40s. Wear some warm clothes. You go watch some baseball. Yeah. Watch your undefeated Buckos today. You were just out west in Los Angeles, uh, and you stayed with uh, Steve Byrne. Yeah. Now, that, that to me was, I was so uh, happy for you to be able to do that for your family. And I thought, like, my parents, the idea of taking our family to the West Coast, mm-hmm. that was like, I wasn't even in the picture. The furthest west we were going was Cedar Point. I know. I I never went to the West Coast with my family as a kid either. Yeah, that just, just wasn't so on cool the table. It's so cool that you have those connections oh, and her, yeah. that your horizons are that broad. Yes, and you're able to say, "Hey, Steve, uh, you know, can I come stay with my family?" And then you're just hanging out in Los Angeles with your kids. What? What? So do they awesome. have any idea how no. how unusual that is? No, no, of course not. Because they're too young. No. And they, you know, they they can't help but take things for granted. And we're trying to stop and make sure they sort of smell the roses while they're there. Right. And it helped because we were in Pasadena, you know, right right where the Rose Bowl is. Right. And Steve lives close to this beautiful canyon, Eaton Canyon. And we took a a two-hour hike to a waterfall. And we're just we're just like, oh my God. But also my kids are like uh, very Irish, you know, they're, they're, uh, both Pale. milk of magnesia yeah. and they're like allergic to the sun. Mm-hmm. So they're <laughs> going to cover them up. Yeah. Well, you know, you do what you can, but still they're like, is there, is sun coming through the trees? Uh-huh. It's like, okay, sweetheart, we're, we're going to be okay. You just, I, I, how long until there's shade daddy? 
I'm like, it's it's all right. We're in a desert. It'll be fine. <laughs> and then we went to the beach, and it was actually overcast and cold. No. Which sucked. But, you know, it's nicer than snow on the ground. How uh, how bad was the traffic? Did you get in snarled in any of the legendary 405? Oh, yeah. 10 BS that's think, out there? I think everybody from Pittsburgh should have to go out there and go on the 405 towards the beach on a weekend just to get some perspective. Right. Because this doesn't even seem like real traffic here. No. We only really have traffic around the tunnels. Yeah. The, out there, it is five lanes both ways and seven million cars. Meanwhile, for the four-pit tunnel, too, I got lots of tricks. You know, well, I, yeah, I there's all types lots of ways. Lots of tricks to get in and out of there without the having too much of a problem. End. Shh, quiet. So, so, so. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't be telling me. a lot of different Squirrel things Hill, you can do. Squirrel Hill, you're at the mercy of the tunnel. Nothing well, you can do about that. You can go commercial. You can go Forbes. You can jump off and get back on. Why is Val's mic not? There okay, God. Squirrel Hill, I'm totally lost. You I have to go through it. You don't know where you're going. See, that's East my end, tunnel. That's the tunnel I grew up with. But if you're coming from the this side and you're headed out there, if you don't make a move early. Oh, yeah, you got to make a move early. And that that's where the traffic sucks the most, all the way up to that Greenfield homestead mm-hmm. exit. Oh. You're screwed. Right. But imagine that, that congestion for 25 miles. I'm fully convinced. My friend said this in college, like when we're right in our last semester, still holds up. If hell has anything to do with cars, it's going to resemble the 405. Well, by the way, the Pope said last week that there's no hell, which was, I thought, a bad move by the Pope, who I think does a lot of good things. And here's why. Not so much because I agree with him. There's probably not hell. um, But... For people who that was their only reason for not doing bad stuff. Keeps people in line. He was saying there's no hell, but your soul gets obliterated. Ooh. Right. Like the end of, you know, a video game or something like that. Just you're done. Like a Mortal Kombat finish him kind of thing. No more lives. So that was such bad PR. This guy is constantly, this Pope is constantly pissing off the hardcore Catholics. Oh, yeah. And that was such a... Uh, but didn't uh, they re-clarify and say, no, 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 he, yes. he believes. Yeah. I mean... He believes there's a hell. The Pope, who's been speaking out against fake news, now a victim of it himself, apparently, or per- perpetrator of it. Apparently there is a hell. Huh. Well, is there or isn't there? That's what I want to know, Holy Father. We got to know. Is there a hell or is there no hell? What how, are th- how does he believe in a heaven but no hell? Maybe hell's just the absence of heaven, Val. Maybe. Had yeah. you thought of that? It's just a club you can't get into. Yeah. And that's that's <laughs> how want to be in it. Is right. sort of like the the outside. You're outside the velvet ropes. Well, We've all been there. That sucks. Yeah, but most clubs for, uh, for me at this point are hell. <laughs> 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 I mean, unless they're playing the Bucko Taco song inside, I do not want to go in. <laughs> it is a good dance tune. It has a good The Bucko Taco yeah. song? Has a good I really think they should replace Take Me Out to the Ball Game with the Bucko Taco song. I think it would go over a lot better. PNC Park today, the home opener. Get, get that blood flowing. Taco. The Bucko Taco. Mike has your sports when we Bucko come back Taco. on the DV Morning Show. This Saturday. Bucko dance. Hold on. Swing. 
Batter up. Uh, are you smarter than a Crossroads scholar? It's a follows. Bucko taco. I will be uh, a part of this uh, charity event. Give you a bucko Helping to raise money for the Crossroads Foundation, and which I'll is a, a great organization that... Dance. Hold on. Slide. Batter up. Which helps kids get in a better situation <laughs> for their <laughs> academic future. So go to crossroadsfoundation.org to learn more about that event and the great Rogi work that they do there. Taco. Crossroadsfoundation.org. Stop. <laughs> I'm going to make you jolly, Roger. Mike's got your sports when we return. It is the home opener for the bar. I keep saying opening day, but it's it's really just the home it's opener. The, yeah. It's opening day at PNC Park. Yeah. And they swept the Tigers to start the season, so the Buckos are undefeated right now. And the Pens try to send a message to the Caps last night. Whatever that was. We don't take no crap, Caps. We're like busy. Gino. Gino does not like multitasking. <laughs> Hear what he had to say in the locker room afterwards next. DVE Sports. Home opener for your undefeated Buckos. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Mike, what's the word? Sports is brought to you by Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. The Pirates were one and two through three games last season on the way to an underwhelming 75 and 87 finish. A lot of people think that, you know, 75, give or take, is the number this year. Yeah. Vegas thinks it's 73 and a half for what that's worth. And uh, How many more times they get to play the Tigers? <laughs> so far, so good with uh, the three. Should be three more, right? That's a, Those are using home and homes with Detroit. Uh, so far, so good starting things out. It was kind of a disjointed, uneven are they playing? Are they not playing? When are they playing type of season opening series at Comerica Park? But the Pirates had the answers. 13-10 on Friday and then one nothing and 8-6 to in a split doubleheader yesterday. And uh, the Pirates make a triumphant return to PNC Park. wonder if there will be three games over five hundred again the rest of the year. I think you're, uh, I think you're selling these buckos short. You watch. Yeah, I think they'll make some hay in the beginning parts of the season. Oh, yeah. I don't think they're going to be awful. I don't think they're going to contend. No, I agree with you. They'll put the some stuff. I don't think they're going to be off the charts awful. Which I, is, I think 75, 78 is right around where they're going to finish. Hey, if you wake up every day and you don't care that the town hates you, it's a great business plan. And when you got a product that people, at least enough people, like, whether it's very yeah. good or just free of risk or... in a subsidized stadium, yeah. why not take advantage of it? Oh, I'm the bad guy. Great. I'll uh, I'll feel bad about that all the way to the bank. The weekend in Detroit uh, featured some maddening stuff at times, uh, including the first game of the year when the Pirates couldn't hold a four-run lead going into the bottom of the ninth, but they won that one in 13 and uh, some good stuff. Over the three games from Gregory Polanco and Josh Harrison and Adam Frazier and Josh Bell and uh, the pitchers getting it done, uh, they were they were good enough. And I think uh, we talked about this with Sean Collier a little bit last week. I think the Pirates are a team that's probably going to score a fair amount of runs this year. Uh, can they pitch? Can the starters not implode? And can the bullpen get them to Rivero? Those, those will be your season-long issues, but... Uh, should be a fun day at PNC Park today, even if it is a little chilly, like a snow globe scene out there right now. And uh, I don't know what the view will be like with uh, 
snow-covered bridges and whatnot. But, Rob uh, Minkowski looking like Randy from A Christmas Story. <laughs> Something about an opener, a little weather is is a good thing, I think. you gotta you got to kind of get knee-deep in it and revel in it and celebrate it. No How matter. bad do you want it, Bucko fans? Are you willing to freeze for it? It's only one home opener a year. Well, usually the fireworks will warm you up by the end. Penguins uh, clinched the playoff spot uh, when they beat the Canadians on Saturday night, and then they watched as the Capitals clinched the Metropolitan Division at the Penguins' expense last night, 3-1 to Washington in a combative game at the PPG Paints Arena. The combat continued even after the final seconds had ticked away. Evgeny Malkin was livid about something. He was trying to get after T.J. Oshie, but apparently Evgeny Kuznetsov wanted to Get his two cents in. No, I'm, I'm sad he started talking to me because I'm uh, I'm busy. Like I'm like uh, you know I'm like start like like uh, or she like take, like grab my neck. You know I'm like it's like it's like it's like a little bit tough for me. And he's like stay like like here like right to like my shoulder and like speak to me. I'm not understand like what's going on and uh, I'm understand what he said and uh, it's like I think it's not right. Kenny Malkin uh, a little bit upset, but uh, it was combative long before uh, that juncture. Uh, things started out feisty and continued from there, and that is how Patrick Hornquist expected it would be, given the history between these two teams. Yeah, I think it's always intense when playing these guys. We don't like them, and they don't like us, and you know, it is what it is out there. It was a hard game, and we come up short, but we, we had a good effort. We just have the power play there, we have to score. We get great chances, but sometimes the puck doesn't go in, your, in the net, and that's what happened tonight. Uh, other than that, I think we played a hard game, and we play against a good team. Yeah, a couple things about that. The power play is so critical to the Penguins' success, and, boy, they did everything but score last night, which understandably is the objective of the exercise, but uh, you, you have to think if they continue to generate the type of chances that they generated last night, they're not going to go 0 for 4 overall and 0 for 1 with 1 minute and 20 seconds of a two-man advantage. Uh, strange game, and I think both teams can look at it and and like the way it played out and like what they did and think, yeah, we could win this the next time with a similar performance against these guys. Both teams could probably look at it that way. That should make for a compelling playoff series, no? If it happens, yes. For sure. It seems like it's uh, almost destined to happen. You feel like people are sleeping on Columbus? Yeah, I think I am. Columbus I'm, and Philly, Philly are two teams that have been incredibly hot at times and incredibly mediocre at times. Mm-hmm. So what are you, you going to get in the postseason from those two? They're both dangerous, but they both look really vulnerable, too. Uh more uneven, I think, even in the Penguins this season uh, in terms of what they were bringing every night. Uh, the Caps-Pens thing, is that really a rivalry? They kept talking about the rivalry, and you hear everybody reference the rivalry. Just the I, same way the Steelers and Patriots are. Yeah. I mean, I get it from the Caps. You're on the end. wrong end of it. I, I get Hornquist says, uh, we don't like them, they don't like us. I get why the Caps don't like the Penguins. From the Pens, i got to be... You gotta like seeing that red, white, and blue come to town in the spring, don't you? Well, remember the what was it? Was it the last? Maybe it was the first run, Mike, when when uh, Niskanen took Crosby out with that vicious cross check to the face. 
Simmons said that Crosby wasn't a superstar and all that crap. Maybe that's it. It's been some some after the whistle yeah. stuff, some questionable hits. Yeah, it's playoff hockey, right? That's kind of how Mike Sullivan summed up the end of the game. He said, you know, there were two teams involved in it, and that's what you get. And he wasn't uh, all that concerned about the way the game ended last night. I'm Nor busy. should he be. Don't talk to me when I'm busy. Penguins will be wrapping it up uh, <laughs> Thursday night at Columbus and Friday night against Ottawa. They can't catch Washington anymore in the Metro, but they're trying to stay ahead of Columbus and Philadelphia. The Pens have 96 points through 80 games. Columbus and Philly, 94 points through 79. And the Devils with 93 through 79. The Devils won't go away either. Uh, it's going to be a fun postseason coming up in the National Hockey League. College basketball's national championship will be decided tonight. Michigan against Villanova, 9-20 in San Antonio. Uh, Michigan advanced with a 69-57 victory over Loyola Chicago on Saturday. And Kansas smoked Excuse me, Villanova smoked Kansas 95-79 to in the other national semifinal on Saturday night. What a great NCAA tournament it's been. Everything that uh, you always anticipate and more. That, that almost never disappoints to me. Yeah, it's been pretty awesome. No matter how I it agree. works out. Really, it's... I almost wish I could watch that game tonight. It's, it's tough. It's a late one. You can't one. bring yourself to... <laughs> nah, it's got nothing to do with the time, Randall. Oh, uh, Michigan, yeah. Yeah, I just got to... Even the possibility of them experiencing joy for a moment is too much. If I check my phone at some point and uh, Villanova's up 38, I might turn it on. Buckos 105 today against the Twins. Still tickets available. Pirates.com. Well, my friend uh, Charlie worked at a resort in Michigan, on on Lake Michigan. It was like an upscale place. And uh, he worked in kind of a banquet uh uh, setting kind of restaurant and um, uh, Bob Seeger and the Silver Bullet Band had uh, finished a, uh, a nationwide tour and they were they were taking a weekend for them and their families just to hang out there at the resort and so my friend Charlie's like setting up tables and it's like late afternoon and Bob Seeger comes in and sits down at the bar there and, and no one's in there and he's he's in there and, and, he, and he orders like a double uh, Captain and Coke and drinks and he's and Charlie's you know uh, setting things up and and uh, uh, Bob Seeger's just slamming down drinks and so uh, people start milling in and they start setting up tables and uh, uh, basically uh, Charlie forgot about seeing uh, Mr. Seeger but then uh, goes back over to uh, this table which is Bob and his his family and then like all his bandmates and their families and it's a big round table and everyone's talking and drinking and hanging out and Bob Seeger is asleep. On his plate, <laughs> uh, face down, um, and everyone around him is acting as if, well, hey, that's Bob. <laughs> like, what are you, what are you gonna do? You know what I mean? He's our meal ticket. What are you gonna wake him up? You're gonna wake him up and get fired? I'm not. I'm gonna, my kid's next to me. I'm gonna tell him Uncle Bobby's doing a funny joke right now. Uh, it's called swimming in his spaghetti. It's something he does every time. It's delightful. Um, so the manager, after a while, grabs my friend Charlie and is just like, "Hey, Charlie." Like, can you uh, get you know uh, one of these uh, one other waiter and 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 just get Mr. Seeger up to his room? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. So they get him up and they they take him to the elevator and you know he's kind of it's basically like weekends weekend at Burns, right? And they're taking him down the hall and when they get to his they get to his room, uh, Bob basically wakes up like ah, what? and he's and he's like, what do you get off me? I'm fine. 
We're like, oh, they're like, okay, okay. Yeah, that weird sort yeah. of uh, semi-conscious drunk yeah. state. Yeah. And, and add the weight of the celebrity yes. of Bob Seger oh. to that. That's yeah. an uncomfortable Just spot to be in. Indignant. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you're out of there. How, right? how dare you lift me? <laughs> I float. <laughs> I float on rock. And so they, they they left him in his room and they go downstairs. About a half hour passes, the manager goes over to Charlie. He's like, hey, uh, you got to go help Mr. Seeger. He's like, I did. He's in his room. Like, no, he's not. They go upstairs. Oh, asleep in the hallway. <laughs> Didn't make it into his room. So they go and they open the door and they get him and they put him on the bed. And there's crushed beer cans everywhere. And there's an ashtray full of smokes. And there's that... There's that wooden that wooden uh, 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 weed pipe. That one, oh, you had, yeah. that one you had in college before you discovered how to get nice out. ones. Yeah, yeah that yeah, nasty, so gross wood that, one. The, the thing that was, screens that was next set to on it. fire. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the a, faucet lost its if screen. If you'd have a screen, the whole bowl would just go right in your throat. Uh, so, <laughs> so, yeah, this is a bad idea. Yeah. So... Uh, they and they they shut the door and then so the next day, uh, there's Bob Seger, Silverball Band and, and and family and everything. Yeah, they've got a they've got a yacht. They're all gonna go out on the on the uh, or a big boat. They're all gonna take out onto the on the Lake Michigan, and uh, Charlie's making sure everyone gets on the boat okay. And uh, Bob Seger passes him sunglasses on, of course, and uh, Charlie can't resist and he's like, uh, so Mr. Seger, uh, pretty wild night last night, huh? And Bob's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, uh, me and uh, Mike, my coworker, we had to carry up to his, your room last night. And Bob Seger goes, I don't know what you're talking about. We closed that bar down, hit about three or four more. No, no you did not. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Which is like, what is his truth? Like, what does he believe? And I was extrapolating that in my mind. I was like, what What does he think he's gotten done when he's been hammered? And what has he gotten right, done? Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. On the one hand, it could be like, we're like, 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 uh, like, Bob, you fell down a flight of stairs, and you, uh, you took out a couple people coming up. Uh, they're they're unconscious. Um, you know, they they they're they're gonna sue you. I don't know what you're talking about. I taught a kid how to speak Chinese. No, you no, you didn't, Bob. You don't know how to speak Chinese. What are you talking about? But on the other hand, it could be like, Bob, great job, great job last night. You like, like, what do you, what do you mean? I ate a sandwich, went to sleep. No, you didn't. You wrote and recorded "Stranger in Town," an amazing classic album. Night moves. It's a great song. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I, I did no such thing. I don't know. Who's this? Who's this album? That's you. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. It's on the shelves, Bob. You forced us to rush it into production. You had a gun. Well, Steve Blass had it, and he came through with a complete game in Game 7. Two complete games in the series. If not for Clemente, he's the MVP of that series. Buckos, the home opener today. Isn't it crazy how Blast still sounds like that kind of today? You know, he, he sounds a little younger there, mm -hmm. but, you know, he's still got that Full same. Full of energy and excitement. Yeah, he's still got that yeah. same sort of character in his voice. It's nice, too. You you heard the reference to Mr. Galbraith, uh, Bob Prince, uh, acknowledging ownership after they won that 71 World Series. It's so much fun to reminisce back to the days when everybody didn't hate the owner's guts. 
Well, they do now, but they don't necessarily <laughs> hate the team. No, they got some players. Buccos uh, 105 today. Tickets still available. Thanks to Jason Mackey for joining us today and talking Penguins hockey. Tomorrow on the show, the Hockey Hall of Famer, Mike Lang. Billy Gardell returns as well. Michelle has your electric lunch coming up next on DVE. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.